You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This episode number 179, we're discussing that now fully confirmed Marvel Phase 4 slate and a little bit from San Diego Comic-Con 2019 from Star Wars and DC. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. Guys, I don't know about you, but I'm currently still sitting on the edge of my seat <laughs> From that MCU, Marvel Studios Phase 4 panel, where they talked about the next two years in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This was an absolutely staggeringly amazing panel. I I tell you, I I, I got a story that's going to go with it, Um, me being dumb on Twitter and all this. But I don't know about you guys, man, but I am super hyped for what is to come in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the next few years. And plus, we got all these other DC and Star Wars announcements at San Diego. San Diego Comic-Con this year, to me, it, it was absolutely incredible. This is the first time we've had a slate from Marvel released at San Diego. We've got some comic books to talk about, Young Justice. We've got this Arrowverse is building towards Kingdom Come, potentially, Christ on Infinite Earth. There's a lot to break down here, guys. And we can't even forget about Hasbro from Star Wars and Marvel. Legends, Black Series, <sighs> it's... This was crazy. We're not even going to get to everything this week, guys. we got comics and all that that we're going to wait for a couple weeks to talk about because we got some big things to break down here in this episode. But, gentlemen, how, how are you guys feeling? Troy, how are oh. you feeling after this Phase 4 announcement? Oh, overwhelmed, man. This is, this is crazy. This is jam-packed. This might be... This is going to go down as one of the biggest um, San Diego Comic-Cons, I believe. You know, this is up there with the BVS announcement, the Iron yes. Man first appearance trailer, you know, the, uh, the Infinity War drop this is this is high up there man just massive and i love love the direction that the mc is going probably this might be my most favorite or my most anticipated direction direction uh movement that marvel's going right now love yeah, it this Absolutely massive it. diversification of yeah. everything in the mcu mm-hmm. the all new all different is what we called it last week and yeah. that's exactly what they delivered on sunjay are you feeling that same hype oh man like what a what a comic-con i'm so sad that this you know i had to miss it this year yeah, it's you know awesome. we have to we have to go down. Maybe next year, you know, we'll do San Diego Comic Con, or we got we got to go down. Just the energy uh, and the excitement from San Diego is just it's like no other convention in the world. And you know, I, I went the one year, and you know, it, it was incredible. And I can't wait to go back. But man, what a what a weekend! A weekend in nerd. Like everyone, you know, like Marvel was feasting, but like everyone ate at, yes. at the Comic Con. You know what I mean? So. It, it was a good time to be had by everyone. Even like they had like Star Trek stuff and Terminator stuff. I mean, everyone brought it this year. Yeah. Top, Top Gun. Gun, yeah. Top Gun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tom Cruise is uh, he's looking like he hasn't aged a day from that. You mentioned no. Terminator was incredible. Picard, we got a Picard trailer. Yeah. Top here. We got the Cats trailer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a story about that. So oh. on our group chat, sorry, Troy, I'm going to out, out you on this. Yeah, by all so, means, man. So, so I send the picture to our group chat just to mess with Troy. And I'm like, yo, first appearance of Cheetah, check it out. 
And Troy's like so nice, you know, he didn't want to be rude and be like, what the hell was that? He's like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe it'll look better in live action, but I'm just not feeling it. I'm like, what do you mean, man? Like, this looks so dope. Like, it's Tina. <laughs> well, dude, I had to, in that chat, like I was buzzing through it. We were driving out. Yeah. I'm on vacation right now, actually. So apologies if the audio sounds a little bit different. We're all on Skype. We don't usually do Skype recording sessions, but that's why, because I'm away. Anyways, I had to ask to go back to this because... Then the Cats trailer dropped, and I saw it, and I was like, I thought that was actually Cheetah. Like, I didn't have enough time to scroll through it. So I asked the group to come back to this very yeah. point, because I felt for the same thing. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. It's something. I don't know. And I was looking at it, I was like, that really doesn't look like, what's the actress's name again? Um, oh, Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. I was like, doesn't really look like her, but that's a lot of makeup. So, <laughs> yeah. sure, whatever. <laughs> well, I just hope that WB doesn't hire the same people that did the Cats movie to do Cheetah. I don't know. It seems it just seems really weird. I've never seen the Broadway show, but I don't yeah. know. It's uh, it's something else. But yeah, like I think like you said, you said it best there is that, yeah, Marvel feasted, but everyone was at the table. You know, even though we did not have WB slash DC film at this have a presence, we didn't see anything from Sony. We didn't see anything from Universal. There was still a lot of content there. Even the toy stuff wasn't as deep as they've gone in the past. But when the build to the Rise of Skywalker, especially, we didn't really see much from the Black Series, but it still found a way to keep the momentum rolling with regards to Hasbro collecting in star wars as well as oh my god the legends that were announced it, yeah uh, there was killer. a fat stack of legends they must have announced eight waves that's yeah. just to end out 2019 into early 2020 it's nuts this is going to be ka-ching ka-ching expensive marvel legends are just like the most improved player every year i swear yes. they're just always up in their game it's crazy ah man Yes, very exciting, very exciting. we got a lot to get through here, guys. But we're going to kick it off with a very short, condensed version of our week in Nerd. Now, boys, I, I like I said, I'm on vacation. I've been doing a whole lot, but I have been reading comics like a madman. Nice. I nice, finished off nice. War of the Realms. Oh, what would you think? Oh, I loved it. I loved yeah. what Jason Aaron did there, the oh, way he yeah. capped off that story, which we're going to talk about a little later, too, because, yeah. you know, Taika Waititi's pulling from, not particularly War of the Realms, but he's pulling from that God of Thunder run, yeah, which man. is very, very much, not resolved, but you get a nice conclusion to everything that he built over the last couple of years in the War of the Realms. And I started also reading, after this announcement, of Eternals, that movie that's going to be hitting next year. I started mm -hmm. reading, there's a, there's a book by Neil Gaiman and John Romita Jr., my favorite artist of all time. There you go, give it up, give it up. <laughs> but there's a six-issue miniseries of, called Eternals, and I started reading it, I'm actually really enjoying it. I'm trying to beef up here a little bit of my understanding of these characters that aren't, I would say, even in the, not even most comic book readers' consciousness. Uh, myself included so i'm trying to catch up on that a little bit and i also you know got the cap run going on so i've just been plowing through comics really enjoying that i haven't been out in the hunt but that that's been my weekend nerd troy what do you say man I, you had a pretty big instagram post the other day when you're yeah. talking about everything you picked up yeah oh man you know well i started off on the hunt hard you know with uh with the vibes of san diego uh, san diego comic con going on i had to get something so I went to my local book, uh, local comic book shop, and I picked up the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi Black Series, just in the original nice. Black Series box. Nice. Been waiting to get my hands on the young Padawan Obi Wan, so that's dope. <laughs> um, and I got to pick up the 80th anniversary Iron Man in the classic Iron Man, uh, golden red costume. Yeah. Man, I got to tell you, the face sculpt that comes with it, the Tony Stark, is phenomenal. Like this guy right here, 
might be one of my favorite Iron Man legends. I got to get another one just so I can take it out of the box because this right now, as is, is staying in the box. So um, that's dope. And then I picked up the game I've been anticipating for a while, the uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance number three. Oh, yes. Uh, Yeah, I've been playing that all weekend. Been having a lot of fun with that game. Just feeling like a 16-year-old all over again. (laughs) So um, when's the uh, gaming night? Well, yeah, we got to reschedule, man. We got to do this before I beat the game because I'm probably going to beat it tonight. Um, (laughs) We got to do it soon, man. You and and Carl the whole crew man we got to do this and i'm getting captain america pretty strong for uh for tim so he can come nice, nice. Uh, i got a poster included with it too which is pretty dope uh i got a hulk build a figure piece finally an arm oh i saw that, that yeah came, yeah it came with uh i can't remember some kind of python no not python the other one I don't know. Something Jack. <laughs> something Jack. But um, anyways, I got that arm and I threw it on the Ragnarok uh, Hulk and it worked out pretty well. So I'm cool with that. And just comic books. I got Spider-Man for days. Miles Morales. Uh, Miles Morales is really picking up right now. Um, and Nightwing, Batman, Star Wars, the Vader comic, the Dark Visions. Oh, yeah. I've, I'm a couple issues behind there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's that's about it. That's about it for nice, me, man. Nice, Beauty. Nice. Beauty. Sunny. Sunny. Yeah, man. You know me, holding it down for DC. Uh, been reading a lot of Aquaman lately, trying to get caught up on that. And it's been really good, really liking that run. And uh, just picked up, actually just came in the mail today, is the Alita Steelbook. So I'm excited to check that out. I've heard nothing but good things for the Alita movie. Uh, missed it in theaters. It was just like a busy jam-packed. I think it came out like a week at, and after my daughter was born. So didn't have a chance to see it in theaters, <laughs> but... Uh, I got it on Steelbook, and I'll let you know how it is. Nice. I can't nice. tell if you're being sarcastic or not with that. Uh... <laughs> no, no. I'm actually really excited about Alita. I heard, like, tons of good stuff. Like, it's a hidden gem, they're saying. Like, did really well in China. Uh, might even get a sequel. It's just kind of... It was forgotten, because remember, it was supposed to come out in December. But December was so jam-packed. You had Aquaman. You had Mary Poppins. You had Holmes and Watson. You had Spider-verse. everything. Spider-Verse coming yeah. out. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, man. So Alita got pushed to February, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch it. Very nice, very nice. Now you segue me nicely, Sanjay. Here, you you do this beautifully sometimes. Oh, thank you. And thank we're you. we're gonna go right from our weekend nerd straight into STCC 2019 talk here, boys. And we're gonna kick it off with DC, your favorite, Sanjay. Yeah. Everyone's it's favorite. Here. We uh, love no, I, I think it's Image Comics is my favorite. Image Image is your number one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to Let's that in a couple weeks, then, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, DC, like we said, they didn't have a huge film presence, but they still managed to make quite an impact. And we talked a couple weeks ago about the Arrowverse. None of us are watching everything currently. I know, Troy, you've done Arrowverse or the Arrow portion of that up until season three, season four. But this this whole franchise, Arrow at least, is coming to an end this season. I think season eight or so. And they have a tendency to do these big crossovers. And they've been teasing this one for a while. And it's Crisis on Infinite Earths. And they announced at the panel here, the Arrowverse panel, after they did the screenings of Batwoman, all this Pennyworth, they announced Mm -hmm. that Brendan Routh, now he plays the Atom on Legends of Tomorrow, but he's coming back to reprise his role as Superman. And he had played Superman in Brian Singer's Christopher Reeves kind of love letter, um, Superman Returns, which came out in the early 2000s there. Now, what do you guys think of this? They're talking about it being more of a Kingdom Come type Superman appearance. Yeah, man. How does this make you feel? Sunday, do you want to jump back into the Arrowverse (laughs) to get caught up so that you understand what's going on here? Um, I'm not going to jump back in, but I will watch this for sure. This definitely has my interest peaked. I will check it out. You know, if they didn't announce this, I probably would have just been like, yeah, 
I'll try to catch it, but I'm actually going to make like a real effort to try to watch this because Brandon Routh returning as Superman and Kingdom Come, and you know, I heard stuff that Burt Ward is going to be uh, Robin. Uh, no. from the 60s, oh, yeah, from Batman 66. No way. He never graduates Nightwing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'd be like Night Nightwing at this point. <laughs> so they're like pulling in all. I heard like Linda Carter is going to reprise yeah. Wonder Woman. I heard like this thing's going to be insane. So I'm there for all of it. Like, let's bring it on. Let, let's, wow. I mean, this is like, I always said they needed to do this like in live action, like for a movie. Mm-hmm. And you need to bring back Michael Keaton. You need to bring back Brandon Routh. You need to bring back even like uh, Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. Just bring everyone back. But this is like the next best thing. So, yeah, I'm totally down for this. This looks so cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome what they're doing here. I love this idea, this TV-verse that they've created. It's so rich with characters and crossovers, and they've done it right in this. Troy, like uh, you're a Superman guy. Yeah. Uh, you were an Arrow guy for quite some time. Are you going <laughs> to check this one out? Yeah, um, I definitely want to check this one out. Do we know if Brandon Ralph's uh, character or Brandon Roth is he is he playing the same Superman? That was I going to ask you guys. I don't. To yeah, me, it would make know. sense that That'd he is cool. from that universe. I right. don't know because like, what about like his son and then like all, like Lex Luthor's in there and stuff. So I think it's just like because like the other guy from Supergirl, Superman's going to be in it as like mm-hmm. oh. everyday Superman, oh, okay. and then he's just like Kingdom Come Superman. So like he's like an aged one. Yeah, yeah, he was like nice. the older one, even though he still looks like he's like twenty five. Yeah, no, how I'll they, definitely check that. How are they gonna explain him being Adam and Superman in this? Like, I don't cause... know. It's like, <laughs> what's his face uh, that that just got announced as Blade? He was in uh, Luke Cage. Yeah, that's true. Cottonmouth. Oh yeah, yeah. but that's yeah. that's now I would say considered a multiverse timeline. Although, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> especially after this announcement about yeah. the first time we're tying in TV into the MCU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, it'd be cool because, in my opinion, he was one of my favorite Superman. I thought I think the movie wasn't that great, or the movie was fine, but it wasn't a good comic movie but his rendition of superman was pretty cool and um it fit fit that world of um the christopher reeves and slightly going a little more modern contemporary like i i really dug that character i feel like he kind of got the andrew garfield treatment and even the ben affleck treatment where he's just unfortunate movie but he's a great actor to play the role so yeah can't wait to see him make his comeback man and age superman bring it on Cool. Yeah, still hope for Garfield coming back as Spider-Man then. Oh, I hope so, man. He's going to come so. back in the MCU as Ben Riley. Well, it's this this whole <laughs> thing, probably not, but this whole thing kind of sets this weird precedence for them to do stuff like this. Like oh, DC, yeah. the TV universe has done really well at bringing characters back. Cuz even brought mm-hmm. the the Batman or the Batman, the Superman and or Lois and Clark back, right? From the show Lois and Clark. They played different roles, but they're in the yeah. Arrowverse, yeah. were they not? Oh yeah. Yeah. They've been doing that for a while. Like even Smallville, Christopher yep. Reeves was in Smallville. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, for like an episode and like they had like a ton of like Superman alumni in Smallville. So even like maybe Tom Welling might show up. Oh, that'd be crazy. Oh, that'd be cool. So another show that you guys have been quite excited for, and yeah. Sanjay especially, because I know you've just finished season three, I believe, and this is Young Justice. So we officially got the confirmation that season four is coming. We talked about this last week and your excitement for that, and they officially confirmed it here at SCCC 2019. Tell me a bit about this, man. Like, What are you, what are you thinking? What are you feeling about Young Justice season four? Yeah, man. So Young Justice season three is about halfway done. So we still got like 13 episodes and they're building up like season two ended on this cliffhanger where Darkseid was coming onto the earth. And um, 
it got canceled and it was like five, six years later, they're like, hey, we're coming back with season three. And I'm like, is it going to have the same like gusto? Is it going to be as good as season two? Like it's been like five, six years. Man, I'm telling you, it's just as good. Like some episodes are just incredible. Like this is like one of my favorite cartoons of all time. And it's just so well written and the characters, the development and, you know, there's stakes in this. Like characters die, characters evolve. Like they go from Robin to Nightwing and it's just such a great show. And, you know, it's that long form storytelling that we always talk about. And uh, to see it come back for season four, that's that's good for Young Justice. But that also leads me to believe that the DC Universe app, you know, they're still going to be putting out content. Uh, like Titan season two got confirmed as well. So, you know, I was a little bit worried that it was going to be a one and done year for the universe app, but it uh, looks like it's coming back. Maybe it'll fold into the WB HBO one. But as far as I know, we're still getting new, new and exciting DC content. That's awesome. What Robin are they at right now? Is Tim Drake still Robin or where they got uh, someone else in there? Cause no, I remember last time I checked uh... it was Nightwing and then they had Tim Drake and they kind of skipped Jason Todd, right? Yeah, 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 it's uh, I think it's Damien. Oh, Damien's in there now. Okay. Yeah, he hasn't really cool. been Robin. They've reused this like new Splinter group. It's really uh-huh. cool, actually. Like Beast Boy, he's like, look, guys, we got to be like more of public face. I'm gonna lead this team, and the Justice like, no, you got to be covert. And he's like, no, man, like, let's use social media. Let's like create a presence and get show people that superheroes aren't bad. So he like has a team with like uh, Flash and Blue Beetle. And cool. some of the other people in there, and then they're like, you know, they're like taking selfies with people, and like they're getting like millions of likes. It it, <laughs> it sounds kind of ridiculous, but when you watch it play out, it, it makes a lot of sense. It's really cool. Nice, nice, very cool, yeah. very cool. And now DC also had a comic book presence, but with all the comic book stuff, because there's so much to get through this week, we're gonna leave that until a couple weeks from now when we kind of get back to regular schedule programming here. Because next week we've got our Ask Us Anything episode that is going to air on the feed so we're gonna put a pause on dc here and we're gonna jump over to the star wars universe now it was a fairly quiet stcc from star wars they never really have a massive presence they had a really great pavilion if you had been scrolling through some of the photos you got to see all the different stormtrooper designs kind of the the history the evolution of the stormtrooper including the red sith trooper uh, that we did see and that we did talk about last week. But the big announcement and the big panel from Lucasfilm this year was their writer's panel. That, and more particularly, their books and comics. We saw some of the great sitting up on stage, including one Charles Soule. Now, we have been big fans of Charles Soule from well before Star Wars, but even his presence in this Star Wars universe has really amped up our love for this writer. He just recently finished that Darth Vader run, one of the best comic runs of the last 10 years or so. It's crazy how good it is. So if you haven't Mm -hmm. read that, go check that out. Charles Soule, he's a master craftsman at bringing together Star Wars, like making an impact in the comics. At times we've seen certain comic books don't really have the impact that we want, but he has found a way to be extremely, extremely impactful within the comic book universe. And it looks like they're going to let him take a run at another character who we've been yearning for a backstory for, and that is Kylo Ren. Charles Soule is going to be penning The Rise of Kylo Ren, a four-issue miniseries that will be coming this December just in front and probably through The Rise of Skywalker's release. Now, Charles Soule himself, he is very excited. You know, on that panel, he said, I can't believe he's doing this. He threw out a tweet here stating that, yes, the Dilemma series. You know, everyone, this is directly from him. You know the one story everyone's dying to see about Kylo and the Knights of Ren? That's this. You're not ready. (laughs) Hell, I'm barely ready. So Charles (laughs) Soule is telling that story, guys, that we want 
to see. The yeah. cover art looks great. This nice black and white with Kylo and all the Knights of Ren flanking him. Oh, Troy, how are you feeling about this one? Because, man, my heart is racing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's cool, man. Honestly, I got to say the biggest um, excitement level for me here is, is the fact that it's Charles Soule, the man himself, writing it. Because you already mentioned it. He knocked out of the park with Vader. He's killed it on Daredevil and Wolverine, all that stuff. He's he's awesome, man. But um, I just feel like Knights of Ren, we've just waited. Well, he even says it himself. We've been waiting forever for this kind of book. And I'm at the point where I'm just like, I kind of... Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, we're finally getting it, I guess, in episode nine, so that should be pretty cool to check out. But, um, yeah, I- I'm ready, man. I've been waiting for a while to get some more uh, in-depth kind of look at these characters, and I guess there's no one else better to do it than Charles Soule. So uh, I'm in there. Do you know how long sorry, this issue is going to be? It's a four-issue miniseries. It's a four-issue miniseries. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, we'll, it's not, we'll not a ten thing. It's not no. long drawn out. It's a four. And that means that, you know, with Charles Soule writing, he can do the long-form storytelling, but he can yeah. do the quick hits. We've seen him do that mm-hmm. really awesome lando run he did a couple years ago five six issue miniseries that made a big big impression on that character for or within the star wars universe and i'm looking to him to do the same thing here with kylo ren the only my only fear about this is that i worry that he's gonna be a little handcuffed because we're right up against the movie there's gonna be some backstory some flashbacks on kylo ren how much can he actually tell before the movie is released yeah i don't know but hopefully hopefully we get some in-depth content here, expanding of that story and understanding of what's to come. But ultimately, this isn't going to be required reading for the film. So this no. is going to be supplementary to and for people like us because yeah. they're not going to want random people having to be like, well, I don't get this. And it says, well, pick it up in issue one of <laughs> Rise of Kylo Ren. That's not going to be a thing that happens. Yeah. Uh, but Sanjay, is this gonna is this a book four issue miniseries? Yeah, you know your your fandom around Star Wars has, has built quite a bit over the last it's few grown years. It's for sure, for sure. You're highly anticipating the Rise of Skywalker, the end of the saga, mm-hmm. the first trilogy you're gonna see through in the theater. Yeah. Is this something that you're gonna jump into? Does this excite you to see a bit more on Kylo Ren? Uh, it kind of does actually. Uh, when does it come out? December. December. Yeah, probably. If there's not like a ton of like DC like series going on and. You know, I might actually give this a try. I hope they answer my biggest question, though. <laughs> I can't wait for this. What is it? <laughs> when does he meet Stimpy? What? Oh, Ren. Ren oh, you're the worst. You yeah, you went there. You did it. Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> oh, Sanjay, I love you so much. <laughs> well, what if, what if, I, I just want to know how they meet, you know? like. Oh, uh, you're the worst. We pick up. <laughs> <laughs> actually, on that point. I will oh, okay. I will run with that point of your Sanjay. I want to understand what the Ren means. Is it it's been played off somewhat as Darth as a title of mm-hmm. to some degree, I think. Uh, right. really interesting to see how much they, they explain here. This might actually be less about Kylo and more about the Knights of Ren, potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might not be given a lot of background or backstory to the Knights of Ren in the Rise of Skywalker. They don't want to pause a movie and say, This is how all these guys came to be, this is who they are. They might just get a couple drop lines. Uh, because yeah. they're going to be running so fast in the in the Rise of Skywalker to actually tell the story of Kylo Ren, of Rey, of Finn, of Poe, and finish everything up, wrap this whole saga up. There's not going to be a lot of time to talk about these guys, which could just be pure cannon fodder at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Do you think they'll make the connection that any of these guys are some of the remaining um, students of Luke? They, to me, they have they to have be to almost. Some of it. Yeah. Like, they have to be kind of the lost whatever, however you imagine it, seven if you include Kylo Ren here. Mm-hmm. Um, that, there no has sabers, to be... though. No, but okay. apparently, I'm not sure if I'm on here, but I think on some of the, from the Vanity Fair stuff, that there was indications that they had sabers hanging from their waists. 
oh, cool. Um, but for whatever reason, they chose kind of these blunt, brutal type of weaponry. Right. That kind of brings a bit of, of fear to them to me. Mm. Um, there's mm-hmm. also the uh, Pablo Hidalgo. They released the, the cover image for the, um, what is it called? The kind of the visual dictionary to the Rise oh, of Skywalker. Oh, I saw that. I think I and saw you post that, yeah. Yeah, and they've got uh, one of the Knights of Ren on there. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm excited nice. for this, guys. I'm excited to see the detail that Charles Soule can get into. And yeah. I'm excited just to see these stories expand because there's, there's a lot of this journey to the Rise of Skywalker. There's a lot of books we've talked about in the past. that was announced a Celebration. There's the Star Wars Allegiances, which is kind of this, it looks like the gap between the Rise of Skywalker and The Last Jedi. They're going to fill in a little bit similar, in a similar fashion, almost in a similar look to Shattered Empire that they had done okay. in the past there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a lot to get into, but this is the one that I'm really looking for nice. um, to give me a little bit of background. You know, The Force Awakens and Rogue One, I invested heavily in the prelude stuff, which I really enjoyed mm-hmm. and kind of gave me that little bit of a, you know, every time I saw something that was referenced in a book, I got excited. And so I'm going to see if I can build that, if I can find the time to get into some of this stuff. I'm going to try to do this again for the Rise of Skywalker, but this is a for sure buy for me. Nice, nice. Yeah. Now, speaking about purchasing, Hasbro had a fairly substantial presence at San Diego Comic-Con, as they usually do. This is one of their biggest kind of release times for what's coming at the back end of 2019, what's coming in early 2020. We still got New York Toy Fair for them to drop a little bit of news, but this on their release cycle as far as them able to promote what is coming. This is one of their big ones. This is definitely their big summer one before the huge release in the fall, particularly around Force Friday 3 or Triple Force Friday, I should say. Now, Star Wars didn't have a massive presence from Hasbro because of the Rise of Skywalker. They weren't allowed to talk, and they stated right up front Mm. in the panel that I watched. They said, we aren't going to talk about the Rise of Skywalker here, guys. But they did have some really interesting discussion around some of the stuff that we we already know is coming but they've shed a little bit of light on things with regards to the retro line now this is something that we've yet to see in canada unfortunately and i threw a tweet out actually to toys r us canada and they finally got back to me about a month later with regards to the retros and when they're actually going to land in canada now it looks like early to mid-august according to the toys r us canada twitter account that they answered me back so we're looking for that stock to land here. And this kind of aligns with what they were talking about in the panel is that they're quite pleased with the initial run of the retro figures and how they were received and how they were bought up. And they're talking about new stock hitting shelves this year of that original few figures, which is likely going to kind of fold over and pillow over into the Canadian release of everything that we're seeing here. But we are getting more retros. So they're going back and revisiting this line again, picking it up and running away with it because of how well it was received. So it's exciting news for us collectors, especially I've even got my hands on this. I'm already excited about more retro <laughs> figures coming. Troy, are you? I know you've got a couple of these. You're one of the few people in Canada that managed to get your hands actually on these retro figures. Are you excited about the fact that you're going to get the rest potentially here, plus maybe more new sculpts or maybe more of these re-sculpts? I am. I'm definitely in, man. It, it's such a weird thing. You know, if you guys have been listening for a while, I've never been into the three and three quarter inch line whatsoever. <laughs> Timbo here got me uh, hooked into the 40th anniversary. Every time we record, I look at his classic uh, retro line and I'm just like, wow. And to manage to pick up two of these in, in mint condition um, is something else. Um, do we know what other kind of characters we're going to get in this line? No, they didn't give us really any information other than the fact that 
there are new retro figures coming at some point and the line okay. is selling well. I'm guessing they're going to do a bit, probably go into with Empire Strikes Back 40th anniversary oh. next year. We're probably going to start to see things like the Boba Fett and some Empire figures. Um, okay. That would align really well with that kind of celebratory 40th anniversary type thing for Empire. So that would mm. be my guess as to where they're going to go. And I'm not sure which figures they haven't done. If there's a Tarkin-like figure that they could do in the vintage slash retro style. So that mm-hmm. there's something unique coming out of it, a new figure. So I would look to that. But yeah, Empire yeah. Strikes Back seems to be or fit really well. I think with what's coming next, even if you went and we see it from this Fed exclusive that was released at SCCC, uh, the 40th anniversary of that character is 1979, yeah. which is actually this year uh, because that was first released on the holiday special. And that's when we first got the first look at the figure itself. And the figure came out in 1979. Most of the figures came out in 1978 and Fett came out in 79. was that mail away. So they've done the exclusive already here. I would guess we're going to see that in the retro and they could probably pick up with quite a few empire figures here, which I'm really excited about. You know, we got this, even this empire's uh, 40th anniversary that they never really confirmed as far as a line in the black series, the six inch scale, but we are getting that stars Luke Skywalker Dagobah. They showed the sculpt that's in progress there. Um, so this is, this goes to your, your, your one vote counts, Troy. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> so that figure looks like it's in one progress. Time. But outside of that, there was actually no Black Series reveals other than the, no. the brief chat on the Luke Skywalker Dagobah that we saw, the Fed exclusive, and, of course, this Sith Trooper. We talked about it in detail last week, uh, yeah. so we're not going to jump into it in too much detail here, but I've seen it posted online, people getting it. It's worth a fortune now on eBay, uh, of course. <laughs> but the one nice thing about this, and I'm going to caution everyone out there, do not overpay for this, guys, right yet. No. Because one thing that they did show at the panel is that these exclusives that they're doing, they're going to be released at more than just one convention. We've seen this in the past. Uh, they usually release San Diego Comic-Con exclusive as well as the Fan Expo Canada, which takes place in Toronto later on in the year. Usually they've been sharing exclusives, but it looks like they're expanding to places all over the world. Barcelona, Mexico, Brazil, every big con, they hmm. seem to be having these. And only thing that's going to change is the sticker. Uh, so, and we've seen okay. this with Hot Topic. They've done, you know, the Galactic exclusive Funko Pops or the Summer Convention exclusive Funko Pops that were particular exclusives at SDCC or whatever. But what they're looking to do, and I don't know if they're doing this on purpose or not, but I think they're trying to shortcut that scalper market where yeah, these okay. things are getting two, three hundred dollars. You go like that X Wing Luke. So if they're yeah. able to shortcut that a bit and make them exclusive so so driving people towards the cons and getting that excitement but making them a little bit more widely available hopefully that market kind of dwindles down a little bit at least shaves the top end of this so it's not so sharp of a price hike maybe mm-hmm. something in the in the terms of 25 30 40 dollars extra that you're paying a bit of a premium for that but i'm hoping that this wider release would actually kind of give us the ability to actually get our hands on these things at some point <laughs> yeah <laughs> would be very nice. But again, too, that Sith Trooper, if you're at a box collector or whatever, that's going to land in the first wave. I, they didn't announce it here, but I guarantee it. That'll land in the first wave on Triple Force Friday in the Black Series. So do not blow your brains out on this one yet, guys. Just this kind of pause here. It all will come up on the Hasbro Pulse as well, an unlimited quantity release. So be cautious with this. Don't get so excited because it's the first Rise of Skywalker thing. Just be patient. That's going to be... You know, we've talked about rules here in the number four, the $35 rule. The other one, just be patient. You know, be okay with it. You don't have to be the first person to have it. 
because you don't <laughs> want to pay seventy five hundred hundred fifty dollars for these type of things. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. It's nuts. Which is also brings me to the point why I'm so interested in the retro line because it's for that price point, ten dollars. Yeah, I something like that. Ten, twelve dollars. Like, that's awesome. You yeah, can't go incredible. wrong with that. So um, yeah. that's pretty intriguing for me, at least. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. The only other thing that we're gonna talk about here from Hasbro in the Star Wars world is the hyper reel, the eight inch line. Now, I ordered, pre-ordered the Vader that they announced at Celebration. Um, I pre-ordered from Amazon because they put the price up wrong, and I got about a $40 discount on it. Nice. And so I'm waiting for that one to release. That's coming out here sometime in early to mid-August, I believe. I got an email the other day saying it was slightly delayed. Uh, but they did show some of the details. The box is it's coming with a base, um, multiple hands, so interchangeable hands on this thing. And they've actually added another figure to the line, and that is Luke, and, that, and it's his Bespin Fatigues. So we're getting that Empire Strikes Back celebratory line here in this 8-inch hyper-real line. And it's up for pre-order already, the Luke Bestman. That's coming in early 2020. So I haven't pulled the trigger on that one. I want to see what this looks like. And the big thing with this 8-inch hyper-real line, guys, is that it doesn't show any joints, any movements. So it's a bit taller. And they've got this underlying exoskeleton. So you don't see the normal peg hole joints, ankle rockers, anything like that. That's all. So it's coming off more of as a, uh, a premium collectible. They're trying to fill in a bit of that space between them and, say, your SH figure arts or your statue type things and all that. So they, they're managing to, to get me into this line, Troy. Mm-hmm. Now that we have a Bestman Luke here, <laughs> we've got Vader, which is one of your focus collectibles. That's right. Are, are you going to jump into this? Are you going to wait and see what mine looks like and kind of go from there? <laughs> you know, going back to the first release, my biggest complaint was, if you're going to do a line like this, why not show off a human-like figure, yeah. which mm-hmm. is someone like a Luke or a Leia? Um, I, I get why they did the, uh, the, the Vader. He's such a big sell, but I thought they would show us a Luke. Um, so I kind of held my breath a little bit. I uh, finally got to look at this figure and didn't do it for me. I felt like this Luke looked kind of cartoonish. Like, yeah. It's like a different art style they went. I give them props for the whole hiding the joints, kind of like a Mezco hot toy kind of mm-hmm. line, whatever. But for me, the Vader does look kind of dope. So I might pull the trigger on Vader just to kind of put up. But I don't know. Like I really like the Vader that I have from you, actually, that statue. It fits yeah. nice where I have a little shrine. So... I don't know. I'm going to wait and see what your Vader looks like for sure. But if I was to get anything from this line, it would only be the Vader or like a trooper, someone that's mm-hmm. not human-like because I don't like the direction they're going with the human scale or the human um, appearance, I guess you could say. When it becomes the yeah. hardest part of these lines, and, and Hasbro's hit really well with the Black Series, with the Legends, this new face sculpt technology. Yeah. We talked a bit about that at the panel, about how that's constantly evolving, even from a year ago, the improvement in face sculpts, which we've seen across both lines. Yeah. is actually quite incredible. And they're doing updates to not only Marvel Legends, but some of the Black Series stuff. We saw that with Alea earlier on. I believe it was last year. And I agree with you. This this whole thing has the same vibe as the Elite Series for me from the, yeah. the, die, the die cast. It's, it's about the mass figures, the aliens, and the troopers because they're able to do those quite a bit more efficiently. And the paint apps, the face sculpts are much better on those as opposed to humans. Humans are hard. And they talked about the difficulty of even putting together this Luke with Bestman fatigues about hiding the joints, how they're going to do this, the face sculpting, the wrist articulation, all that. Right. How are they going to do that without showing it? Because that was a big sell of this line is that it's basically a, an articulated statue. Exactly. Um, and the quality, yeah. and you're paying for that quality. So let's check out this Vader when it comes here in August. We'll do mm-hmm. a quick mini review of this for sure when we're back in the nerd room, when I actually get my hands on this thing. And that's going to be my, my, my pivot point, my trigger point for if I, I continue with this, uh, this line in the, the Luke I agree with you. A trooper or something like that would be great. 
but mm. but let's wait and see on this line. Let's wait and see. And that's sure. really the last thing that Hasbro had to say. They had some of the premium helmets and all that, which none of us do. Uh, but there's there's quite a bit. And if you go online, you can actually find there's a, quite a few live streams of the Hasbro panel. Um, so you can go out there and find and watch that through. It's about an hour long. Uh, yeah. Worth a watch for sure. Going back quickly, because you did mention the helmets. i got to give a big shout out to the the one prop Boba Fett helmet they did. Yes. Ooh. That thing is fire. Like, I'm not into one of those at all. I don't even collect the lightsabers. Shout out to San Diego Sabres. But the helmet that they have is oh, so cool. So cool. Like, that just looked nice just to have oh, yeah. as a set piece. And, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing great things sense. there. Oof. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sanjay. You yes. uh, kind of dipped off the screen there for a minute. I thought you were going <laughs> to kick back in our sleep. Are you all right over there? Yeah, no, I just had a little nap. Uh, <laughs> you know, letting you guys, you know, chew, chew, the, chew the fat on Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll be on the lookout. You know, maybe I'll find these guys early for you. Uh, well, that's one thing that I that I love about our community. Not only the Star, the greatest Star Wars Commonwealth, but our, our small one here in Calgary is that we uh, we're always out in the hunt on the lookout for each other. I get photos from everyone. But yeah. hey, do you need this? Sanjay, especially, you know, you do a quick piss off off at Walmart, and it's kind of like, I found all these weird kind of yeah. Marvel Legends or Black Series and all that, and they're super cheap. Do you want to get them for you? So, yeah. Sanjay, he doesn't collect, but he, he's out on the hunt there for us. He hunts, man. I know, I know. I should I should have, like, a, my own service. Yeah. <laughs> he charges me a premium. Rentals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why he doesn't get me anything, because he's afraid I'll never pay him. <laughs> it's the late fees late fees the late, the late fees, fees yeah, yeah man there's your picture up in my basement like do you yeah. not rent to this guy <laughs> yeah. i'll give you shazam back right away though don't worry <laughs> oh, oh yeah somewhere. can we uh, we'll, uh we can't let's wait to talk about that yeah let's let's take a quick pit stop here because we didn't get quite get it to it in our weekend nerd i gotta just two minutes here apparently yeah. troy yeah. did not like yeah. shazam no. the only one in the world <laughs> i haven't seen well, it yet. apparently i will get to I've, it Apparently, I've been fighting guys online like Carlos and Grabs and Sanjay. Um, yeah, man, that movie didn't do it for me at all. It's like if X Men didn't come out this year, it'd be at the bottom of my barrel for sure. Wow. For wow. sure. The Calvary's yeah, coming, Troy. Talk... I got I to get my watch in. You got to get a watch in, man. I feel bad. It was like, um, it's like your boys out there just being like, you know, there's this girl I know out there. She's the perfect match for you. She got this. She has this. And you, yeah. you go on that date, and it's just a letdown. Just a... <laughs> Just a maybe nightmare. Your, maybe your standards are too high. You know, she was she was perfect for you, Troy. You should have just gave her a chance, okay? She has a I great did. personality. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like um, a fun CW. Oh, uh, come on. Come effects, on. But Henry, uh, not Henry, sorry, Zach Levi, he's yeah. great. He carries that show, that, sorry, yeah. that show, that movie. <laughs> and um, Mark Strong, not yeah. a strong performance. This is his weakest performance I've ever come across he's a fantastic really? actor i was vouching for him or brian cranston to be yeah. lex luther and i kind of like how no spoilers but his dad is played by lionel luther exactly so i thought it was kind of yeah. funny but um yeah Oof. Mm. wow yes yeah. see this thing is like going in permanent rotation around christmas time for me yeah. so it's gonna be like this and batman returns home alone yeah. love actually you know die all hard. the good holiday <laughs> die hard yeah, yeah all the good holiday movies there you go Iron I Man three, not so much, but uh... all right, one of the best. I can, it's 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 gonna get better here. We're gonna yeah. talk about why that movie is gonna get yes. better. Yeah, um, yeah I, I I gotta get. I, I promise you guys, I'm going to watch it this week. Yeah, I, I have the time. Your so stuff right now, it's there. I'm, I got I got I got the digi code, and yeah. so I'm gonna watch it here, and we're all gonna right. review this in August. So it is coming, yeah. guys. I've it's officially said it is August, and this will view. be reviewed. 
Yeah, this is the most controversial review we've ever had. Since Mike Logan. Yeah, since Logan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. See, see, now I feel better because, see, Troy didn't like Logan. So yeah. now I'm like, oh okay, so now my 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 choice, you know, has been validated by that. <laughs> well, it's funny because when you – when I'm, I'm kind of on the fence here because uh, I line quite a bit with Troy on, on films and how we mm-hmm. like, but – when I see the trailers for Shazam, mm-hmm. it feels like the exact DC movie that I wanted. So right. I'm kind of like, I have no idea what, like I'm going in this <laughs> thing with, like I'm not skewed by anything because I'm still yeah. taking it. I said that so many times on the podcast that I love what they're doing with the trailers. Like it looked like the exact movie I wanted to see from them. Oh yeah. And then my boy Troy comes here <laughs> with this review <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? So August guys, it is coming. Can't Anticipation, wait. let it build. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you know, it's like a, it's like a prize heavyweight fight. Yeah, it is. There you go. All, all levers, Tyson. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But we're gonna get into some Marvel discussion here, guys. Yes. Now, before we get to this phase for slate, we have briefly talked Troy. Man, man, Sanjay, oh. take a seat for a second. <laughs> we have got to talk about Marvel Legends. You know where Star Wars didn't announce really anything in the six-inch line. Marvel Legends filled that hole in a big way. They They announced upwards of 25-plus new Legends, and it spans everything from MCU right through to Age of Apocalypse line they're doing now, Spider-Man 4 line they're doing now. Yeah, the PS4 Spidey line. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're doing so much. Sanjay's got a cat. <laughs> They've got all this new stuff, X Factor, New Mutants they're doing, a yeah. lot of X-Men 91 stuff. There's a three pack oh, yeah. through it there, Big the time. Gene Wolverine and Cyclops. Oh yeah, the Love Triangle pack. Woo! Yes, with head swaps Smoking. to make them Claremont yeah. or animated yes. series. Yes. They've got Cosmic Ghost Rider through. They've they're upgrading stuff now. So they've they this is an interesting thing that that came out of this for me, at least on the Hasbro Marvel side of things, is that they're taking a lot of of fan and collector, not so much advice. What's the word I'm looking for here? Feedback. Thank you. Feedback. Yep. <laughs> and they're actually acting on it, which is really cool. So mm-hmm. they're they've gone in and they're updating the vulture that they did and making him yeah. look like an old vulture for the Sinister Six. They took feedback on this A Force pack they did a little while ago with She Hulk, and yes. they've updated that and they made it almost an eight inch figure. Gave her some bulk, made her look like the proper She Hulk. And this even extends into their MCU line, what they're doing here as well. And it was kind of a conversation in the Q&A section when they're talking about the process of them building these figures. And when you look at this endgame wave that we're going to talk about here in a second, and you go back to the wave two where we had the war machine that never really appeared in endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, and we go to the quantum suits that we've talked about that have almost zero likeness to what we saw on film. But they go back and they discuss actually how they work off of early concept art. And mm. what they've been doing is they've been using two packs. They've been using single figure revisits to kind of correct some of these errors and improve the overall lines, which I can really commend from mm-hmm. Hasbro is that they've gone back even with this new end game and they've given us this iron, more, more film accurate, Iron Patriot, yes, um, that gives us that upgrade to the, the the war machine that we did get. They're going back and doing resculpts on faces. They're re-releasing even the Giant Man from Civil War as an Amazon exclusive. Mm-hmm. So they're giving it some updates to the boots. They're giving it a bit more sheen shine on the paint to give it more of that film accuracy. So Hasbro, they they are doing big things and they're doing things that they're hearing our feedback. They're hearing us online. 
and they're they're revisiting stuff. So I have to give a big props and big shout out to Hasbro for what they're doing here in both the Black Series and in particular the Marvel Legends stuff here. Now Troy, oh. I just read off a lot of stuff there. Oh, you break through, <laughs> and We haven't, man. We haven't touched on this Endgame wave yet, oh. but the, all the stuff that was announced because you're you're still a big comic Legends collector, especially oh, with the X Men. Hundred percent, man. What are you loving from the releases here? Oh, thousand percent! It's the love triangle pack: Wolverine, <laughs> Jean Grey, and uh, Cyclops. My man, Slim Scott Summers, looking fresh. You know, the first thing when they released the, uh, I think two, three years ago, the Scott Summers '90s uh, gear, Jim Lee. The first thing I wanted to do is put him in the Old Man Logan jacket. That's what everybody <laughs> wanted to do. And here they are. Like you mentioned, they're listening to people's feedback. They've gone mm-hmm. and they've given you that Scott with the brown jacket, and they even went all over their way to throw on the X logo, like. This is crazy. Um, he's a little bit of a darker blue than the original they released, which is fine. He looks, he looks really good. Um, the Wolverine is a, it's the same buck, but he's given us like the terror kind of look costume. But for me, it's the Jean Grey, the '90s animated Jean Grey we're getting because the only Jean we've had is two. We've had the Phoenix in the green costume and the Phoenix dual pack with Cyclops in the red. But this Jean right here is like my childhood, and her face looks fantastic. I couldn't quite see if they did an ab crunch because that's that's always been the big thing is you know the women haven't been getting the ab crunches or even the double elbow joints for their arms but besides that man like that's that that stole the show for me actually the weakest thing for me is the spider-man wave it's cool Mm. that's ps4 content but it's um kind of like costumes at least for me i don't really care about um it's for me it's the mcu stuff that that steals the show there's a lot of x-men content out there which is great but it's that three pack the, the love triangle and endgame stuff man oh yeah let's get, in, let's get into this endgame let's do stuff it, man let's holy do it. man so this was released i believe on thursday morning of san diego comic-con there's a hasbro breakfast that they put on and mm. they discuss a lot of and they release and show a lot of their new action figures and this is when we got all sorts of pictures from all the kind of toy arc and um Chartum's prime was out there doing stuff and yeah these these guys were at, at this panel and we're getting all kinds of pictures oh. out here and this wave blew me away so we've been asking marvel or sorrow or hasbro i should say sorry <laughs> get my, my lines mixed up here for an entire mcu wave with an mcu build a figure and this come like, for me in particular because i that's all i collect i don't collect the comic stuff and i like what they're doing the comic stuff these three packs and all that making it interesting but mm-hmm. giving us full wave here of MCU figures and spanning everything from Civil War to Infinity War to Endgame, I'm I'm so in love with what they've done here. You know, we tried to make a prediction. What were they going to show us? And we said Thor and Iron Man for sure. That Mark 85. Yes. That, that Thor with a new buck. And they delivered here. The Build-A-Figure in this six-figure pack is the overweight donut wasted thor <laughs> you know, the, the dude right he's the build a figure in here and this wave yeah. comes with a captain america in his 2012 costume fatigues whatever you want to call it that yeah. mark 85 that iron man from endgame we've got a phasing vision from civil war we've got heimdall Ooh. from infinity war that figure looks incredible mm. we've got an updated valkyrie updated head sculpt with the white valkyrie suit that she wore in ragnarok as well as at the end of endgame and we've yes. got an updated what well, i can, iron patriot i was gonna say mark something but iron patriot <laughs> with the blue and red sculpt that we saw just at the end of Avengers Endgame. We saw yes. Rhodey's on that. And again, like I said, the Build-A-Figure here is the dude or the dude Thor with head swaps as well, which I love because that gives me the ability to put that Hemsworth head on That's the right. Infinity War figure or on the 
Quantum suit figure. So I'm yes. loving what they're doing here, Matt. <laughs> How are you feeling about this line? This is nuts. You know, yeah, we've been saying it for a while, man. You know, since they released the uh, Quantum Realm suit, right? They gave us the cap head and we're like, we have to be getting yes. that buck to go along with it. And sure enough, here we are. Like, you might, you probably know better than I do because you've been going way back with Legends. Is this just a modified buck from the the pre-MCU era of Marvel Legends cap? Because they do have that toy out there. Yeah, I believe right. so from what I heard online. Now, I never saw those figures. There was six figures released. They're Walmart United States exclusives with the original uh-huh. Avengers. Uh-huh. And I had all of them. They were there. I looked forever for them, but they're really expensive online. So I, I've never got my hands on them. And a lot of guys, collectors from the States, were saying that this was just a modified and updated version of that. Maybe repaint, maybe slight resculpt. Hasbro was talking, though, that it's a, it's a newer buck. So I'm not sure exactly where that lies. I don't have the ability to compare. But this cap figure in some form had come out in 2012 but like i said mm. united states walmart exclusive uh, right. very limited run well um, it looks like maybe even if it is they've modified some of the parts like some parts are new because if you look at the top legs yep. below the hips those look like ball joints which is something they haven't used since that time so i won't be surprised if it's a mismatch of uh of new and old yeah, probably but, both but the, the color on there is crazy. Like, this looks better than the actual movie, this costume. Yeah, it does. I got <laughs> in love with this costume. Uh, the Iron Man we've been calling for a while comes with the gauntlet. Yeah, um, Hulk gauntlet. The Hulk gauntlet. gauntlet, too, which is cool because they've already shown that you can take that Hulk gauntlet and put it on your Build-A-Figure Wave 2 Endgame Hulk. Yeah. So it'll go right. I think it actually goes right over, too. So No, it clicks in. It's like it a It clicks hand in, swap. sorry. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, one thing the that they that they said that we may see an update in the future is they didn't know even when they're building these, that Iron Man was going to actually have a gauntlet too. Oh, um, that's why it's big. Cause they, of course they didn't tell them Marvel studios didn't tell them when they're building it, that Stark was going to have his own gauntlet. So oh, at some point we may see some two pack release where he has the, maybe with a, a, a Stark head swap, oh, okay. something like that. But yeah. that's what they're missing in here. A, a Stark head swap. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, I really, I really can't complain because, um, it looks awesome. I gotta say, this is this is the best MCU, my, maybe even the best Marvel Legend wave I've ever seen. That makes it worthwhile to buy every character to get the build a figure. Like 100%. I'm absolutely blown blown away. The Heimdall, like you mentioned, is so realistic looking. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, we get our chance to get a Vision now without having to bother with the dual pack. Like it yes. has everything you need. Like man, I I don't know. The only thing I could say is like I maybe a Black Widow, but I don't know. Like this this. Man, this is crazy. Love this. Yeah. <laughs> I have to away. agree with you, man. This yeah. fills out this line. We were kind of questioning what they're going to do, and I agree with you. This vision too. I've been. Yeah. I don't have an MCU vision because I never got my hands on that exclusive TRU. It was like right. 70, 80 bucks when I had it in my hand. I was like, "There's no way I'm paying this." Oh, with Wanda, this figure right? looks better yeah. than uh-huh. the one that's in there. And Iron Patriot, the Valkyrie. I don't have a Valkyrie either because I never got that that dual pack. So I'm happy right. to get my hands on a Valkyrie. And like you said, that Heimdall. Awesome. Build a figure looks fantastic. Jeez. It's yeah. it's it's great. I'm so excited for this line. Can't wait yeah. for this to hit. This looks like it'll probably hit in the fall, I believe. Yeah. If, if, yeah. if if trends go with with what they're doing here. We're seeing that wave two hit pretty hard now. Yeah. And big time. so this should follow it up pretty soon here. So very exciting stuff from Definitely. the world of Marvel Legends. And the only thing I'm gonna add on here is those two packs are starting to hit. The, mm-hmm. the MCU two-packs that they announced. And just so you guys know, the Cap and Peggy, that's an Amazon exclusive. That's up for pre-order right now. So mm. you can zip over there and grab that. The nice. uh, Infinity War Iron Man and Iron Spider with the, uh, the the extended arms or whatever they are. Yeah. Um, the... That's up. That's a Target exclusive. 
So maybe we might get it towards Rust though, eh? Because there are some target ones that translate over to the I'm hoping towards so. Rust. I'm Something hoping like that's that got should. a hole and head swap in it. That's one and of I heard it's crazy. Like yeah. I've seen it. Uh, it works on every body mold. Um, yeah, my last little timbit too. I got to add, you know, and shout out to uh, Stu Bach out there. His girl finally got a nice release. The incredible She-Hulk. Uh, Jennifer, she has a nice new Marvel Legend look going out there with the ripped up costume. She's like, she's tall too. She's almost like seven inches, I think. Yeah. She's like one of the tallest Marvel Legends that comes in a single pack. So, uh, yeah, I just had to give that a little nod. Looks good, man. Hasbro killed it, man. They even had the the Power Ranger stuff was phenomenal. I I can't believe the stuff that Hasbro is putting out. It's it's crazy. And a little shout out to the Mafex stuff too for the Spider Verse. That looks incredible. They're doing a re-release oh, yeah, of the Mezco Spider-Man. Great. It looks uh, just, yeah, crazy, man. The toys we're getting out here. It's, it's man, it's going to be hard to eat out there. It is. It is. <laughs> Ramen noodles for weeks. Yeah, yeah <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. Lucky, lucky all of our kids are still on uh, formula and, uh, and milk and all that, right? So yeah. we don't have to buy actual food yet. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I know where that money's going straight into Hasbro's pocket. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, guys. We're going to get to, like I said, we're going to get to some of the other announcements, releases, and all that from San Diego Comic-Con in a couple weeks. But we've got to spend the rest of this episode on what I would consider one of the most exciting panels of the last couple of years. And that is Marvel Studios' Phase 4 announcement panel at San Diego Comic-Con. We knew it was coming, this big Hall H panel. They've always had a big presence here. And to me, they delivered yet again. They gave us the next two years of MCU films. And for the first time, they're including TV shows as part of their phased slate, this Disney Plus stuff. We know all the Mm. stuff that's coming, but they've included that and announced very intricate ties for some of these TV shows into some of the movies that are coming not too long after those shows are released. But like I said at the top, guys, this is a massive diversification of the MCU. And that includes cast, directors, stories, everything that they're doing is wildly different and i'm happy about that i'm excited about that this is the first time we've seen a slate without an iron man film without a captain america film you know we've got returning thor we don't know what hulk's doing here we've got black widow and hawkeye we've got loki we've got wanda we've got shang chi doctor strange taking big places falcon and the winter soldier come on guys this this is huge what we're seeing here and i have to go again the casting that they're doing here they're going to talk about the directors they're giving a lot of, of first-chance directors big-time films, big shoes to fill. I'm confident in Marvel Studios here, guys. But tell me, guys, what's what's your story around watching this unfold live? How are you feeling about all this? And this all-new, all-different, we're going to continue to call it that, guys, because that's what it is. This all-new, all-different Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sanjay, we haven't heard from you in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you feeling? How did you consume this? And how, what's yeah, your man. overall feeling before we get into the details here on Marvel Studios Phase 4 MCU? Oh, man. like Just like you guys. like I'm excited. Like You got Phase 4... And as you said, you got five movies and five TV shows coming at us. So this is like a lot of content. You may look at phase four and be like, oh, there's only five movies. But then you got to even factor in the five TV shows. And it's just as big as some of the other phases. Uh, I saw this on Twitter. I think it was like a Saturday. And I was just like kept refreshing, kept refreshing and going back and forth with you guys. And I was like, oh, I think they announced Fantastic Four. And you're like, oh, they announced this, they announced that. And it it was cool because it's like. We didn't really know what was coming. So it was kind of like nice to be surprised once in a while. Yeah, it is. Uh, 
my excitement level varies for some of the projects. Like I'm excited for all of them and I'll see all five of them in theaters and I'll watch all five of them on TV. But the one I'm really excited for, I mean, we'll get into it is black widow. I have oh, yeah. such high hopes. I think this is giving me like civil war, winter soldier vibes. You know, I just, I just wish it came out before Endgame. You know, I, I, I kind of feel you on that a little bit, but we'll yeah. get into that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But first, first man, yo, man, I'm pumped. Uh, this is this is exciting times. Like, uh, extremely. I, I, you know, I don't. It's like exciting because it's like I get to like learn about these characters. Like, I, my only like connection to Shang Chi was when I was a kid. Uh, I went and I bought. I could buy either a Shang Chi or a Wolverine figure. And I was like, well, I already have a Wolverine figure. I'm going to buy the Shang-Chi one. So I bought it. I took it home. I was like, okay, I can't wait to play with it. Arm broke off in like two days. So I was like, Kung Fu Master. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was like, stupid Shang-Chi. <laughs> so I've had like such a negative like association with the character since that. But I was like, I could have got Wolverine, man. I was like, why did I get this guy? They're like, it's not like they'll ever make a movie out of this guy. And uh... <laughs> Here we are, young Sanjay. Yeah. <laughs> Troy, I'm a man. Ooh, what what are you saying about phase four here? Yeah, the excitement continues. You know, I remember I was um, I was playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance three all weekend. I'm smashing through this game, and every two seconds, my Twitter phone's going off. My Twitter phone, just my phone, but uh, <laughs> my, my Twitter feed's going off, and it's 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 Timbo coming through, man, giving us the scoop on everything, and I'm just like, whoa, what is going on? Hold the phone, and I'm going through it all. And to start with. Uh, Sang Chi, man, this this movie is gonna be pretty cool. Like, I'm a kid from the you know the 80s, 90s, and I grew up on kung fu. So to see them come back to this uh, this genre of film and see what the Marvel cinematic cinematic universe can do with it, especially when you look at the fight choreography that's been going down since um, Civil War and Winter Soldier, this is gonna be phenomenal. I think we're gonna get some real cool practical fighting going on so i'm super stoked for that and especially because we're now finally going to get the real mandarin you know this yes. ties back to the uh, the one shot obviously i guess with hammer but we're really going to get the um yeah the 10 ring story that's been developed since the first movie right so i'm super stoked to see that i think they have a great cast going on there so that's i'm, I'm pumped and then dr strange for me um i love the title i gotta say all these titles too to me are super cool i yeah, love this are. the multi the multiverse of madness. Um, I think we're going to get like, kind of like a horror effect going on with yes, this one. It's going to be sure. a little more spooky. Um, so that's good stuff. And Wanda's going to be in there. This is really cool because this reminds me of like what they did with Ragnarok when there's a team up with uh, Hulk. Yes, you know? exactly. Right? Because there's a cool phase when they were doing that. I think was it phase two or phase three, but they were doing a lot of these team up things. You know, you had Thor and Loki teaming up. You had uh, Hulk and Thor teaming up. Um, so that's dope, man. Can't wait for that. Thor, Love and Thunder. Ah, oh, come on. Give it to me. Like, <laughs> oh, this is so cool. Jason Aaron, man, your stuff is coming out there. This is going to be so dope to see um, Jane Foster Thor. I'm not even going to say Lady Thor. She's just Thor. Jane yes. Foster Thor is coming out, hitting huge. My only, only kind of pick with this one is. They have the work cut out for them on two occasions. One, because we've seen Thor struggle two times now with his with his identity. He's had a couple identity crises, you know, from uh, Ragnarok to even Endgame, right? So to see him most likely be unworthy again and the mantle's going to be picked up by Jane, that's something they're going to have to work out. And two, they're, they're giving us a new Thor in the comic books, which was fine. But here, like, Natalie Portman's 
Jane Foster hasn't been received that well. So it is going to be kind of interesting to give this mantle to somebody that's probably not even just in the Thor franchise. Just the whole MCU is one of the weaker characters. Yeah. So they got a, the work cut out for them. But I believe any, anyone can do it. It's um, Taika. I mean, he turned that franchise upside down with Ragnarok. So he did. Yeah. So give him the keys to the city. Can't wait for that. And of course, my final big one is Blade. Come on. Like, come oh, on. yeah, Wait. man. We didn't even talk about that. Oh, this is we'll get there. nuts. We, well, we've been talking for a while. You know, I, uh, he's been introduced in the um, in the Avengers. He's been having a lot of screen time or page time with the Avengers. And so has Taskmaster. And we've been saying for quite a while that these two have been getting a huge push. Mm-hmm. So has uh, She-Hulk, but she'll get her time. But, you know, Blade and Taskmaster are making it on the big screen. But Blade all day. This is going to be cool. They can do it PG. It doesn't have to be rated R. Just to see Blade interact with these characters, like Spider-Man one day. Ah, man. And you, and come on, like, two-time Oscar winner, Marshall Lee? Come like, on. Yeah. What? Like, this is nuts. <laughs> and, like, people are talking about his age. His age doesn't even matter. Like, look at Paul Rudd. Like, these guys, like, they age like wine, man. These guys are good. They're good to go. I uh, just can't wait to see what they're going to do. And he kind of has a bit of that Wesley Snipes kind of swagger going anyways for him. Yeah, he does. So, oh, this is, oh, I'm super yeah. excited. I can't wait to see who they announced to direct this film. But yeah, all it's, on it's board, man. going to be a crazy, crazy two years. Let's remind guys, this is two years and we've got yeah. 10 projects to consume over the next two years. Yeah. When we talked about this last week, we were going into 2023, thinking mm-hmm. that they're going to take the slate all the way out there. And yeah. they didn't even get there. And we're going to get into their, their their stinger here, what they did at the end of this panel here in a few Thank minutes. God. But I have to agree. Like, I am I'm blown away by what they're able to, to show here. And to be honest with you, this it's funny because we predicted most of these. We knew most mm-hmm. of these were coming. The order right. varies a little bit. But I think for me, one of the biggest things is the fact that Disney Plus shows are listed as part of this phase. Yeah. Because it means that they matter. Like they're yes. gonna, they're basically movies, extended movies that they're doing to develop these characters to build what I'm gonna still say is in 2023 a new Avengers film. They're setting something up big here, and we don't see it yet. We don't see the interconnected threads through all this, but the, there's a reason that Black Widow is there, mm-hmm. right? There's a reason it's not a prequel, like a far flung in the past prequel. They're doing right. this on purpose. There's something important in this film that connects everything else up. That's mm-hmm. I, that's my prediction from there. But yeah, yeah. It, it it has to be. It has to be. Yeah. And so what we're going to do here, guys, for the rest of the episode, we're going to step through these by their release dates, when they come cool. out. And we're going to talk just in a bit of detail, pull in some of the panel stuff. I was able to watch most of the panels were filmed online with the exception of the kind of stinger footage that they're showing and some of the stuff they did for Falcon and Winter Soldier and all that. So I was able to consume most of this. Uh, kind of quick hits. They didn't spend too much time with these guys on stage. They had 30 minutes or an hour and a half, sorry, 90 minutes to get through 10 projects and announce a couple big things at the end. But let's start here with with Black Widow. This comes out May 1st of next year. This is directed by Kate Shoreland. Uh, I'm not too, too familiar with what she has done. Um, but apparently what they showed here in Sanjay, I got to give you props, man. I said they weren't. You said they were. They showed yeah. footage. They've been filming this for about a month and a half, two months. And they had some solid footage that they showed. And they're looking at the description. Uh, this is, you know, fight back or flashback. Sorry. We do see Taskmaster in there doing the mimic Ooh. fighting, which is yes. awesome. And this, the whole thing, though, was framed around a fight with a character called Yelena. Now, what's interesting about this character is this character is also a Black Widow. 
Mm. So Black Widow's origin was reframed in, I believe it wasn't too, too long ago. Within the last 10 years or so. And this whole idea of the Red Room, the Black Widow program, it kind of got expanded on that. And we've seen that already teased in the MCU. And it looks like there's going to be multiple Black Widows, maybe a person to hand off the mantle to. Um, mm-hmm. If you know what I'm saying, it seems that we're getting a lot of that in this phase about kind of duplicates of characters and them handing these mantles off in the same fashion that we just saw in the comic books, you know, with, with, you know, Jane Foster, Thor with black widow here, we're going to talk about Kate Bishop and black guy Falcon with captain America, Spider-Man with Iron Man. So we're seeing a lot of this mantle passing and this seems to be, and picking up through this phase four, but Let's talk about a few other characters that we're going to see in here before we get back to this little little kind of tease of Taskmaster that we did see. David Harbour of Stranger Things fame. This guy mm. has become a cult hero, cult classic actor in Stranger Things. He is Alexi, better known as the Red Guardian. Which, oh, no way. Yes, the Red Guardian. So I actually have a Marvel Legend of him from a few years ago. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. And so this character, I don't know where in his um, sort of career as a, a career almost um, fighting force that the Red Guardian is, where we're going to pick him up with, because David Harbour is a, a bit older, but he's shown that he can get into shape with Hellboy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But what this character is, is essentially a a very similar Soviet counterpart to Captain America. Oh, um, red okay. guardian comes, you know, red Soviet union and all that. Uh, he's a KGB agent in the comics. He was actually married to, to Natasha Romanoff before she flipped sides. Um, so this whole idea, this underlying thing of the KGB, the Soviet union, Russia and all that, that's going to play a big piece into this when we're getting characters like the red guardian and we're getting characters like Yelena. So this whole black widow ops program, the red room, this is going to take a, a big piece in this. Um, so I'm very excited for this. We've got Rachel Weiss uh, from the mummy fame and all that. Mm-hmm. Favorite too, Mystery... right? I think. Is What's that, that? Is that the same actress in the favorite? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So she's great. She's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Pretty deep cast here. Um, but Taskmaster guys, you know, we, we've talked about this character. We kind of discussed him actually being in this film in the past. Uh, I'm excited to see him here. I think a great, great villain for Black Widow to fight. And I've just attached in our show notes here. They did put a poster out for those that were present in Hall H. And we get a first real good look at Taskmaster holding the shield. Um, looks great to me. Mm-hmm. What are you guys thinking about Taskmaster here? Him being Sanjay, him being this, this main villain for, for Black Widow. Uh, honest, I don't really know much about Taskmaster, uh, Master. Um, so like, what is it you see mentioned? Like the mirror fighting is that kind of his his yeah. deal or okay it's his thing? So he he's able to look. I don't know exactly how it works, but he's able to look at someone and basically mimic their fighting style. So he's done oh, with okay. Captain America, and that's why he carries a shield. So you can chuck it around like Captain America and all that. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just excited for, like, the vibe of this film. I'm getting, like, a real, like, this can be, like, more serious tone. Yeah, um, for sure. But I definitely think, you, you know, you mentioned it. We will get a new Black Widow at the end of this. You know, it'll be something like a mantle passing, as you said. Uh, and then in the new Avengers film, it'll be you know, mm-hmm. the new black widow in it. Um, and I think that's probably why they're putting it out now instead of before Endgame. But good point. You said, you know, I, I, when I, uh, have my watching order and I have my steel books up, I'm probably going to put this like right after civil war. Cause I think, you know, just judging by what I'm hearing, it will be like a nice little, like pre prequel kind of like after like a uh, sequel to civil war. So, you know, I'm, uh, I'm excited for this. You know, this is probably the, 
the out of the ten projects, this is probably the one I'm the most excited for. Okay, wow, impressive, yeah. impressive. Yeah. yeah, what do you yeah. think of the Taskmaster here, Troy? Oh, I'm I'm stoked, man. I've been waiting for this guy to appear. I'm a big fan of his. I like the whole uh, close quarters combat that he pulls off, and especially the whole mirror kind of fighting that he does where he can emulate anyone's kind of skill set. So um, that's going to be really cool to see on screen because, again, I just get visions of, you know, Bucky and uh, Cap fighting in Winter oh. Soldier real close. So that's going to be dope. But I'm, I'm going to be the odd one out here. I don't, I don't know if they're going to pass the mantle, but I'm kind of hoping they don't. I don't really want to see, like, it's kind of weird to see like an agent pass down to another agent and continue in the MCU, especially like when you get to like Endgame <clears throat> and all that kind of stuff. Like, where is this other Black Widow been? They very well Snapped could do away. it. Well, they'd be back should. though. They they will come. Back. I mean, I guess you wouldn't give them screen time for that, anyways. But yeah. for me, like the downfall with the comics when they did the whole all new, all different was just too many, too fast. Yeah. So I kind of want them to sprinkle it like what they're doing right now, as what we know with the Cap and the Thor. And kind of stop there and just give it some time. But anyways, all around, yeah, I'm super stoked for this film. I'm a big fan of uh, Black Widow. I won't lie, it wasn't since I, I didn't get on board until um, Winter Soldier. That's when I became a fan of hers. And I think that's, from that point on, I was always itching for a movie. And I'm glad to see that we're finally getting her solo outing. And like Tim said, like there must be a reason why they're going back to this film. And to see where they're going to plant the seeds for the next uh, phase is just going to be really cool to kind of catch and give it lots of repeat value. So... Totally on board, man. Can't yeah, wait. This thing has to feel like a Russo brother film. I know yeah. there's there's a different director putting their own spin on all this, but it has to carry that same that vibe out of Winter Soldier because what this is really going to walk into and why it might be here is also Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So that is oh, the next project right. out of the gates with the MCU Phase 4. So we've got this debuting in fall of 2020 on the Disney+. Plus. Um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier is something that we've heard rumored and all but confirmed for the last little bit. We've seen Anthony Mackie getting jacked up for this role. We know the chemistry that these two hold. When you watch them walk in on stage at SCCC 2019, they continued to demonstrate why they've picked these two. They're kind of this oddball couple in the film, but they seem to have a ton of fun together, and they're going to bring that chemistry, I believe, to this TV show. The thing about this TV show that got me jacked up, though, is their mid-presentation that got Feige out on stage, Mackie, as well as Sebastian Stan, and the whole production stops. Now, I didn't see the video, but the, the audio goes kind of wiry, the lights go down, and you get clipped up this footage that they showed, and Ooh. it's interrupted by Daniel Bruhl. So he's the character or the actor that played Zemo in Civil War. He pops up on screen. He looks in a bit scraggly, apparently, um, and he says he he'll be seeing them very soon and then he pops on the purple mask very reminiscent of what we see in the comics apparently now i've not (laughs) seen a full image of this but what this gives us is a falcon winter soldier show with the main villain being a comic accurate zemo so building on that sokovian soldier character that we did see cause civil war in the films and him having a huge part in this it makes it feel like a proper Captain America extension story. And the one kind of question mark here, and I think there's a reason why they did this, is it's still called The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Mm. which tells me that this is going to be a transition film for Falcon into Captain America. He's not going to drop with the Cap Falcon suit, with that you know, new age Captain America, Samuel's Captain America suit. This is going to be very much, and we've, we've said this before, like Daredevil, where he works into the suit eventually. 
mm-hmm. he gets there. He's got to kind of evolve into it. It's not going to be this abrupt. He's all of a sudden Captain America. He's got to come to some acceptance of this. He's got to work through, I think, himself the idea of taking on the mantle. And I think that's what this show is going to provide us. Now, guys, what do you think of this? Sanjay, what do you think of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier here? This idea of the, the reappearance of Zemo. And again, building on the same Russo Brothers type of vibe that we're likely going to see in Black Widow into Falcon and the Winter Soldier here. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm pumped for this. Um, my only like concern is with the TV shows. Like, and I don't know how many episodes each are going to be. Is like if we have to like catch up on the TV shows to know like kind of what's going on in the MCU. It could be like a lot of content, and like I know like we'll check it out, but I could see like a lot of fans just being like, "Well, I can't see everything," you know. So I'm gonna like hunt and peck what I what I choose to see, and then like kind of being like alienated because they they missed like one show. Um, so like, I, I think it'll be fine. You know, they seem to be like spaced out well, and I don't think there are a lot of episodes, but yeah, I'm excited for this. I mean, uh, pr- truthfully, I would have preferred if this was a movie, you know, give me like a two hour movie instead of, instead of the uh, TV show, but whatever, like I still have, I'll see it. Um, I'll watch it, but yeah, I would I would have preferred if this was like, you know, a movie. You know, I I hear you there, but think of it, the way I think of it with these ones, and there's a reason I think they've chosen some of these characters to be on the Disney Plus, is they're one, a big draw, but two, this gives us more than two hours. This, say, gives us Mm -hmm. six one-hour episodes to walk through the character evolution of both of these guys. So it's like giving them both their own films. Yeah, and then yeah. building up and giving us time to work through a villain here, and we're probably going to see other villains, other Captain America villains, put into this as kind of cannon fodder as these two work through things. And to mm-hmm. me, I'm excited about this. But to your point about these series mattering, they're going to, as we get and talking about WandaVision, they're you know they said outright on stage that WandaVision is going to build directly into Doctor Strange too. Wow, it's almost wow. going to be required reading. And mm-hmm. not all of them are going to be, but when we get to an eventual Avengers film, these are going to be things that you have to have seen to fully appreciate what's going on. They're not going to want to alienate certain populations, but mm-hmm. at the same time, people go into some Avengers films without seeing all the movies. That's, That's true. too much That's for true. some people. But this has become, and the way that they've, they've walked this out, this is becoming essentially like you're getting a six-hour movie every other every quarter or whatever with these mm-hmm. Disney plus things these are these yeah. are part of the phase if you're consuming the mcu you have to consume these and this is this is disney you know really leveraging this idea of you have to come to disney plus to get mm-hmm. the content and yeah. and marvel studios is a big corner piece of that that platform so yeah troy man what are you yeah. saying what are you saying about, about falcon and the winter soldier here Oh, give me that new Marvel legend. I want him in that costume. <laughs> yes. I want it. That's the first thing I'm thinking. No, um, this is going to be great. Uh, I love that Anthony Mackie's getting jacked up for the role. I love the chemistry that these two have developed over the years, you know, going back even to uh, Witcher Soldier, to Civil War, and and and, and further. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I love that Zemo is coming out, too. With Is it the rag mask or is it the fitted mask this time around? Because we never um, originally had the rag kind of thing going on. But Yeah, and he gets it, like, glued onto his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, that's cool. And, I, I, you know, I think he's a fantastic villain. And it's going to be cool to see him do more damage because I'm sure he is going to do more in this uh, the series. I do wonder. I mean, obviously, we'll get some cap references. But I do wonder if we will see or at least hear about cap in the background because – you know, like, where is he? Did he pass away? Is he just gone back? Like, where's that guy? So that'd be cool if he did get to see Mr. Chris Evans pop up. But um, 
I'm stoked. I, I'm guessing now with the importance of these Disney Plus films or series, they must be hitting the worldwide all at the same time, I would guess, because if there's such importance to see these and then see Black Widow or see um, a WandaVision, then see Doctor Strange, I'm guessing everybody has to get access to this. It yeah, I think I think by the time this first one drops, and that's in fall 2020, so that's in mm-hmm. a year and a bit from now, yeah. everyone will have access at this point. Nice. Because um, I think it meant to drop in November-ish time, October-ish time in the States, and then there'll be some lagging as they pick up. But my guess is by the time we get to this point in time, everyone will be like a Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. All the new content goes up all at the same time. Wicked. Uh, my only other thing is I, I just wonder, because like, I know you're the pro when it comes to Sam Wilson and obviously Steve, but how do they explain him not necessarily just even transitioning to the mantle, but having the power set of Captain America? Because that's going to be a big, big yeah, draw. Yeah, that's, that's the big question mark, right? Mm-hmm. And whether he goes through some sort of super soldier serum type thing or mm. what the deal is. And now, you know, Hawkeye's whole shtick is that he's a superhero without superpowers. Yes. And right. and Falcon's managed through all of the MCU since the Winter Soldier to be a superhero without superpowers. <clears throat> um, that's true. Now, can he be as impactful? Can he throw the shield the same way? I think that's a story that needs to be told, and I, I'm hoping that they're cognizant of that, that they can't just accept, expect us to make this giant leap, that he has the same power set as Captain America, but they haven't explained it. So... We'll mm-hmm. see what they do here. It's going to be very, very interesting. You know, he went toe-to-toe with, with Thanos' crew without yeah. superpowers. Yeah. So yeah. There, there's definitely precedence there. But if you want someone amped up as Captain America, they've got some work to do for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 Now, next property coming out, November 6, 2020, and that is Eternals. Ooh. So we, we knew this was coming. We talked about it last week. None of us had any idea with Eternals. Now, I've gone back and nope. done a little bit of comic book research on them. But Feige, he got up on stage and gave a very quick explanation. It's a group of immortals who've been on Earth for 35,000 years. We have not met them yet. They're sent by Celestials to protect humans, and they're going full Jack King Kirby. So Jack Kirby, is, you know, like we talked about last week, is the one that, that introduced these to mm-hmm. Marvel Comics. They're talking about this being kind of a crazy-ass movie interesting you know widely diverse both in subject matter and cast fantastic cast being led by chloe Zhao. now this is a a new director i went back and looked at her imdb she hasn't done a ton of stuff especially in these big movies um but she looks pretty solid and this cast guys like it's it's humongous and probably the most diverse cast that we've seen in an mcu film to date you know Selma Hayek's in this. They've got Angelina Jolie, Richard Madison. I'm, there's a comedian here. I can never say his name properly, but Kamal Nanjina. <laughs> Nanjini. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah. I know him, yeah. He's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. He just did a movie with Dave Batista. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's okay. right. That's he, he's, he's absolutely great. Richard Madison of, of Guardian, or Game of Thrones fame rob stark oh yeah stark okay yes so crazy crazy film here really odd premise they've got some serious work to do why they didn't show up in (laughs) avengers endgame and all that to protect the humans i got some theories on that that we'll get into at some point down the road in the podcast but what are you guys thinking of this you know for me this one other than uh than shang chi is the one to watch this is the one that has the potential to bring us kind of a Guardians type of realization of holy crap, Marvel Studios can do absolutely anything. It, it's it's going to be an important mm-hmm. piece. And again, another cornerstone of the MCU that has some unknown importance 
Why they're doing this right now, I do not know, but it factors into some bigger story, I think. Yeah. Like, Troy, what are you, what are you saying for mm. Eternals here, man? Are you feeling the vibe of this? You know, they got a lot of work with this one. This one, especially coming off the heels of um, the stench of Inhumans. Obviously, now that yes. did get transported to the TV division. But, um, yeah, you know, with the Eternals here, they have a lot of work. And like you mentioned, you know, like, where were these guys doing Endgame and whatnot? And, I, and these guys are pretty above the law, so they could have just been like, we don't need to interfere. We're, mm-hmm. we're, Etern- we're Eternals over here. So, yeah. I don't know, man. They got to sell me on this one. And I don't even know if I want to invest in doing the research myself. I kind of feel like I just want to be a general audience on this one and just see what Marvel can throw at me in um, in their marketing and, and and get me there. Obviously, I'm going to see the movie, hands down. I know they have a wild cast out there. and The cast sounds great. I know there's a wild crew of, uh, of characters. And it's, you know, it's Jack Kirby. In essence, it's his story. So it'll be really cool to see what they do. But this, man, this to me is like, they got the work cut out for them even more so than Guardians. This is a yeah. big one. And uh, obviously, it's going to play out bigger and further into the whole MCU Phase 4. Uh, and who they're going to introduce coming off of that, whether it's Galactus and whatnot. And the Celestials, obviously, are, they have a big say in that whole story. So I just got to wait and see with this one, man. I don't know much about these guys. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Sanjay, what do you say, man? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it has my interest. You know, I saw some uh, concept art online. You know, it looks really cool. It looks really cosmic. You know, I could see them, you know, blowing this out of the water and just being fantastic. And part of that is the cast. Like we mentioned, it's got a fantastic cast, a great cast. But I don't know anything about these characters, which may not be a bad thing. I mean, if you go back and look at Guardians, um, hardcore Guardians fans said they, like, changed you know several characters in guardians but uh i didn't notice like you know it's not like you're changing captain america you know you're changing the eternal so they can kind of mold the characters whatever the director and screenwriter sees fit you know they don't have to adhere so like rigidly to like iron man has to be this thor has to be this you know they're like the eternals i think one's like athena she can be she can do whatever and when i was reading like icarus and you know he could do whatever so um yeah, so it's kind of like open open season, open game. Like I'm here for anything. Um, let's see what they do. I'm definitely gonna have to see a trailer before I like fully fully commit to this. But it's probably like my least anticipated, just because I don't know anything about the characters, you know. And and I'm still I'm still gonna see it in theaters. Still excited for it. You know, as I said, great cast, but I just don't know anything. So yeah, yeah. That, I'm there. That's what excites me about this, and that's what excites yeah. me about a lot of Phase Four here is that it's a lot of really new different stuff, diverse mm-hmm. stuff, different types of storytelling, different characters, wildly crazy ass casts. That's yeah. I'm excited about this one. I, you know, of course, some of the, the, the big ones, the pillar ones that were, that we know the Dr. Strange is your Thor's and all that. Yeah. What excites me about this is that I have no idea what they're going to put to screen. And mm-hmm. like I said, I think they're going to be pulling a lot from this Neil Gaiman. I just, the first couple of issues I read, it gives me a real, okay, they're going to pull a lot from this. They mm-hmm. really reset the same way they did with the ultimate universe in a sense that they've used that as a foundation. I feel like they're going to use a lot of this and then pull in some of the craziness of, of Jack Kirby, but yeah, one to watch. And the other one I said that we got to watch here is, is what comes out not too long after this, actually February 12th, 2021 Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings. Yeah. Yeah. They they marched out the director here, and this guy just looks like he's already in love with what he's doing. <laughs> this is Destin Daniel Creighton. I don't know, again, another character, a director that I don't know a whole bunch about, but he seems passionate. He seems 
enthusiastic and he just seems to be extremely happy to be directing this film. Now they're talking about, and you mentioned this, Troy, the real Mandarin. We're getting the story mm-hmm. of the Ten Rings. They did a short little clip thing where they showed a bit of all the Ten Rings stuff that they've had in the MCU, spanning all the way back, like you said, to Iron Man 1. There apparently is something in Ant Man. There's a Ten Rings reference. Oh, and really? So to me, this character, at the onset, I was like, I don't know how they're going to tie this character in, but they've done it already with just the title. And mm-hmm. I think this is going to make Iron Man 3 better. This is going yeah. to have that effect on, okay, this makes sense why what was happening. You know, they announced the the actor, um, Tony Leung. He's playing the real Mandarin, and he is, you look at his IMDb page, he is enormous in China. Um, nice. th- this character is huge. Um, they've, we've got, and you mentioned this, this Sanjay, this is a, a Canadian actor that's actually playing yeah. Shang-Chi that physically willed this character into existence. <laughs> so this guy, Sim Mu Lu. He yeah. he played on a it was what was the show that you mentioned? Uh, Kim's Convenience. Kim's Convenience. Yes. Yeah. He tweeted out to Marvel years ago, "Hey Marvel, it's time for an Asian superhero." And then he tweeted, I believe in 2018, "I love what you're doing with Captain America and Iron Man. Hit me up." For mm. and then hashtag #Shangchi. And oh. they signed this guy like 3 days ago. Whoa. And then flew him out to San Diego and said, "You're Shangchi, get up on stage." um this 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 film i i love the vibe that this is sending off like you said Troy, that whole kung fu thing this movie i think is going to be absolutely massive not only domestically but in that chinese market in that asian market this movie is going to be enormous and it's a huge step forward in diversification getting an asian superhero in here the importance of that and the importance of you know again diversifying the mcu i love what they're doing here what are you guys saying sanjay what are you saying about shang chi here um, you know, I'm actually, you know, I'm excited for the film, but you mentioned Iron Man 3. To me, this kind of makes Iron Man 3 irrelevant. If, you know, it's like we got the real Mandarin out here. It's like, all right, well, we don't have to deal with this phony Trevor actor kind of guy. Let's just skip the whole thing and watch Shang-Chi. Um, but I'm excited. Like you said, the actor's Canadian, so I think he's the first Canadian MCU hero. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if there's any other Canadians that have been in the MCU. I'm sure they have been. Canadian? We'll claim her. Sure. I don't think so, but (laughs) I'll I'll definitely claim her. Um, (laughs) Like, claim her as Canadian. Like, let me just say Uh, that. uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, thank you. Um, No, I'm excited for this. Like, I don't know anything about the character, um, except that they better make better toys of him. (laughs) Marvel Legend. They just actually put out an announcer Marvel Legend for him. Oh, okay. Well, Comic if you guys want one. like a Shang Chi with a broken arm, I think I still have it in my basement. So it's fair game. Whoever wants it. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, this is exciting. Like as you said, this this film is going to be huge. Um, globally, it's going to be huge. Domestically, it's going to be huge. I, I I have it below like Doctor Strange and Thor because I at least I know about those characters. But uh, I, I be, I'm more excited for this than Eternals. Oof. Yeah, it's looking good, yeah. man. Looking good. <laughs> Trey, yeah, you've already shed yeah. your praise on this oh, one. Oh, yeah, man. Come on. This, this is going to be so good. I'm, I'm totally stoked. Like I said, it's all going to be about some cool, practical fighting because this is kung fu, and these guys train to do this. They don't need special effects. You know, like, they've been doing this forever. And I can't wait to see some really cool fight choreography go down with these actors and actresses if they're in there, too, kicking ass. I'm all about it. Um, the Mandarin. Give me that. Uh, Fing Fang Foom. I, I want some, some hints towards that character. I think that'd be really neat. And, I mean, 
when I think of the Mandarin, I think back to the Iron Man 90s cartoon, and that's our first mm-hmm. like after credit scenes where they're collecting the Ten Rings. So give me all that flavor. I'm just I'm so invested in this. Um, I was really introduced to Sang Chi really when it came to like the Spider-Man comics when he trained Spider-Man how to fight without his spider sense. And I've always Ooh. had big respect for him since then. And um, I don't know much about this actor that's that's taken on the role, but I'm there, man. Totally on board. And uh, 2021 can't come soon enough. Yes, it's gonna I be think. a huge hit too, like you mentioned, domestically. Mm-hmm. And worldwide, especially, this is going to be a banger for sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. you mentioned that actor there. He uh, he seems like another one of these guys that is going to pick up and run with this character and just completely embody it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's yes. been asking for this. He's like I said, he basically willed this into existence over Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. and there's there's a few. It's kind of some funny stuff in there. There's a few shots with him with his shirt off. And he's pretty jacked. And yeah. they said, "Why do you keep taking pictures with your shirt off?" He says, "Oh, I want Hollywood to know that I can play a superhero." <laughs> so this guy seems think, awesome. great. Do you think we will get any mention of a of a Danny Rand and Iron Fist, or like not even in this movie, but down the road off of this? I don't saga? know. It sets it up. Yeah, they're for more sure. Fist, right? Yeah. But they stayed away from like realistically a Luke Cage film, a Daredevil film, is something that if those Netflix stuff didn't exist, they would probably be in the slate somewhere. That's and true. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do about those characters because they're those are going to be big question marks yeah. in the MCU. Why aren't these characters there? Punisher even, right? So yeah. uh, they've, we'll they've got enough characters here for now. And the interesting thing about Shang-Chi that I've always thought was crazy is we've talked about in the past about the inception of Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. And Shang-Chi was mm-hmm. one of the characters they put up for collateral for that $500 million loan to start producing their own films. Oh, really? So this, wow. this character's always been within the scope of marvel studios um this oh, isn't wow. an afterthought this isn't a we want to get something out like this is this has always been part of the larger plan um mm-hmm. maybe not far this far down the line originally but it's it's always been a pillar a, a piece a prize piece of of the mcu of marvel studios so it's cool to see this thing come to fruition here nice it's gonna take yeah. off man i got a good vibe about this one yeah i hear yeah. you i hear the yeah. whole everyone that's involved in it i'm like wow this looks incredible yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, WandaVision, that's the next thing coming out here, spring 2021. Um, we got this beautiful title card here. They walked out Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, both returning to fill their roles. It's got this 1950s vibe, this real look to the title card and all that. And the word that was used multiple times about both the actors and Kevin Feige was weird. <laughs> they kept saying this is going to be weird. This is going to be different. This is going to be weird. And I love that. This, this, <laughs> And I've had a prediction on this for quite some time about this actually being a, a vision of Wanda's that she's created because Feige himself came out and said, this takes place after Endgame. Oh, and yes. someone asked, the, 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 the person the, that was running the panel asked Paul Bettany, we know what happened to Vision. What's going on? He says, I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And I'm glad it takes place after Endgame too because mm-hmm. we talked about it in the past. It's like, where do you put this? Where do you slot this in? How do you mm-hmm. fit WandaVision in? Because there's not much time to play with there. Mm-hmm. And them doing it after Endgame. And then also them saying, you know, multiple characters from MCU are going to appear in this show, including Monica Ram freaking Bow, who wow. is the little, the little girl from Captain yeah. Marvel, all grown up. Well, that's interesting because she was the first Captain Marvel. Well, yes. she was the second Captain Marvel before Carol. Yeah. So mm. I wonder if we're going to get an ultimate dimension or vision of her taking on that mantle. Yeah. That's it's crazy. Yes. Cool. Yes. It's, it's awesome that. that she's she's being in there. And 
it's the actress that got playing her is as Tainoa Paris. I'm again butchering these names. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but another really enthusiastic actress that is gonna, I think, hammer this role. Yeah. And this, uh, I'm so excited for this. And the crazy thing about this, they said explicitly when they're talking about Doctor Strange too, is that what happens in here with Wanda is going to directly tie into the next film we're going to talk about, and that's Doctor Strange 2. But guys, what do you feel, and how are you feeling, Sanjay, about WandaVision here coming out in spring 2021? Yeah, man, as you said, this has a potential to be weird. Um, I don't <laughs> even know what to expect. Like, uh, I, I don't know, really, like, we haven't seen much of Wanda in the MCU. She's shown up sporadically, but she's never really been, like, a centerpiece of a story. Same with Vision in a way, you know, Age of Ultron, he kind of got his due, but besides that, not much. Um, so I'm excited to see this, you know, um, I know a little bit more about these characters. I'll definitely be checking it out just because, well, yeah, I'll check it out, but also because it ties into Doctor Strange. And that's yes. something that I'm really excited for. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to expect with this one. I think it's going to be really neat and and weird is the right word for this one. I bet it's going to be, you know, this TV show, this is the right platform for them to do this on as opposed mm, to putting it on the big screen. It's it's going to be cool to see what she's doing with her power set because that's always been a thing with Wanda, with Scarlet Witches. Her power set is so beyond and out there, even out of her own control. It'll be neat to see if she's doing maybe even some damage to the world with her having these visions that it's going to take the Sorcerer Supreme to kind of keep her in line, at least towards the end. And maybe she's not even aware of what kind of damage she's actually causing by doing all these kinds of crazy, quirky things. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. But it's going to be really cool to see her and Doctor Strange, two of these Supremos, go at it in a movie together. That's going to be the biggest draw for me with the actor like um, um, Coverbotch. And obviously Elizabeth Olsen, who I think is fantastic. Check out Wind River if you haven't seen her in it. She, she so kills good. It. So good. So uh, ah, I'm totally on board. You know, and, and you got to throw a vision in there. That's cool. Um, I'm not the biggest vision person out there, but I mean, he goes hand to hand with uh, Scarlet Witch. But it's going to be really cool to see all these kind of cameos and different takes of characters kind of popping up in this in this uh, vision of her, this show. So yes, yeah, yeah I'll check it out for sure. Yeah, very exciting. And this, like I said, leads directly into the next movie here, Doctor Strange Into the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange yeah. 2 coming out May 7th, 2021, taking up that big May, May slot, directed by Scott Derrickson, so returning to this franchise. And the one thing that Derrickson said is that he was going to make the first scary, the first horror MCU film. So again, diversifying the genres that they're building off of within the MCU. And the cool thing about this title too, this again coming directly from Kevin Feige standing on stage there, just because Quentin Beck makes up lies doesn't mean the multiverse doesn't exist. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, very, very exciting here. Doctor Strange to Benedict Cumberbatch up on stage talking a bit about what he's doing with his character. Super exciting. Scarlet Witch going to be in this film. Woo, I, I'm pumped for this. Sanjay, it sounds like you're you're super excited for this too. Oh yeah, you know me, I'm a horror guy. Um, the title is reminiscent of the horror film Into the Mouth of Madness. Nice. Uh, Sam Neill, John Carpenter film. I think it was John Carpenter, but a terrific, terrific horror film. Um, so that's got my attention. And Scott Derrickson did one of my favorite horror films in Sinister. Truly terrifying with Ethan Hawke. He, it's a tremendous film. If you're into horror, you have to check it out. Uh, the second one, you can skip. He didn't direct that, thankfully. So, you know, Scott Derrickson, he's been... He's only directed a couple films, and two of them are, like, really good films. So I'm super excited for this. You throw in Elizabeth Olsen. You know, who's going to be the big baddie in this? I don't know. You know, 
maybe it could be you know this could be something where it's like evil doctor strange you know you could you could do something like that so i'm super excited this is like probably my number two most excited just behind black widow yeah pretty exciting here the multiverse i think this is a right character to be exploring the mm-hmm. multiverse in as opposed to spider-man we questioned this we reviewed this a couple of weeks ago yeah. multiverse man of madness troy what are you what are you saying for doc strange here oh you know i'm a big fan of the 2016 doctor strange movie yeah love that love the casting love what cover batch did again in there it'll be cool to see if dormammu is it that pops up mm-hmm. i'm, sh- I'm yep. sure he'd he'd return in this film um sunny for villains i mean possibly we'll get nightmare or mephisto Oh, Mephisto cool. would be nice. Yeah, That'd be pretty big, um, especially if you're going this kind of route with the madness and the the horror aspect, which would be um, will really neat actually. And yeah, again, going back to seeing that um, chemistry, I'm sure that they'll build between two fantastic actors and actresses here. Um, don't know what to expect, but all I really do want is Doctor Strange wielding an axe after um, <laughs> yes. you know the whole all new, all different. I just I just need that axe in my life. So yeah, um, we do. <laughs> can't wait man super anticipated for this film it's gonna be a must to see on the big screen obviously too because the last one sure as hell was so yeah I'm exactly on. Love, yeah. visually pleasing for sure right yeah um, and now there's a couple of projects here before we get into the next two kind of big impactful projects that are happening in phase two and these seem to be interesting side projects for the disney plus platform here and one of them is being loki it's a spring 2021 release and this is going to pick up Loki right after he steals the Tesseract in Endgame. Right back to our Endgame review. We were talking about this is going to set the scene for what we're going to see in this Loki series. And Tom Hills himself, he came up on stage and he gave props to the fans for making this happen. So this is another one of those things that I think was willed into existence by purely the fact that Tom Hiddleston has a massive following behind this character. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's really cool that Hiddleston kind of got into when he's talking about what this character is going to be is that he's essentially the guy in the aftermath of Avengers. So we've seen Loki evolve quite a bit through into Ragnarok and then eventually into Infinity War here. We haven't seen any of that. So he's still that sinister, that madman that we saw in Avengers that's going to be running around in this series. So this is new territory for the character where we get to see him kind of run around like a crazy person, not so much in the timeline, but appears to be in space. So I'm super, super pumped for this. This thing I don't think is going to be required reading. This is going to be essentially what this next thing is, is is a what if. You know, what Mm -hmm. if Loki didn't get captured and didn't go through this character evolution through the Dark World into Ragnarok into everything that he's been in subsequently. So I'm excited about this, but this is probably one that's going to be a a fun one-off type thing. And kind of like I said, like a what if here. But are you guys going to tune into this, Troy? What are you saying for Loki here? You know, at first when I this was announced, I think this was one of the first headliners out there way back was Loki and Scarlet Witch. I think those yeah. were the first two to get confirmed for a TV series. And back then, I was you know kind of hyped for it. And then I I heard those whispers of you know a child actor mm-hmm. in the mix playing like a young Loki. And then I was really kind of hyped for it. And now. I'm just kind of, I think I'm kind of Loki'd out. I, I got enough of him throughout the movies. He's, I always give him praise because he's the best, the first best Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, villain that we've mm-hmm. ever had. And sure. I'll always be grateful for that. But I just, I'm at a point now where I think he's had a great run. And I don't know if I need much more of this character. I'll definitely check it out. Uh, I'm sure it'll be fun, like you mentioned. 
but it's just not on the top of my list when it comes to all these other wicked slates of films. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to have that, that same sort of, you have to watch this to get everything else. It's going to be yeah. a nice consumer as supplemental material. This is a nice nod and end game. If you yeah. want to pick this character up, you can, and if not, it's not going to have the same sort of impact as a WandaVision, as a Captain or a Falcon and the Winter Soldier type yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, Sanjay, Loki, mm-hmm. you're going to be jumping into yeah, this? You're going to have I'm, Disney oh, Plus. Of so. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'll check it out, but again, it won't. I'm with you guys. Like, It won't be opening day. I'm binging watching all six episodes that day. It'll probably just be like, okay, I got like a free hour here. I'll turn it on. Because I don't see this tying into the larger universe. Nice. It'll kind of be more standalone. And so then I can just watch it at my leisure. Yeah. So exactly. I'm still going to watch it. I bet there'll be like some big cameos in this too. Some surprising oh, yeah. ones. For oh, yeah. Sure. Guarantee. I would be shocked if, if, Hem- if Hemworth didn't make an appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even, uh, what's his name? Anthony Hopkins as Odin. Oh, I think yes, we're going to see this has, it's prime for, for cameos. And that's the same as this next project that they announced. And this is probably one of the more interesting ones from a mm-hmm. uniqueness perspective. And that is what if. We heard rumors of this going into SDCC 2019. And this is actually Marvel Studios' first animated venture, which... Mm-hmm. It's exciting, you know. Hopefully, they can pick this up and do this well, the same way that DC has done. You know, taking some mm-hmm. some hints and some you know some of that blueprint from what they're doing. But this "what if" thing is is kind of a cool sort of again. It's not required reading, but if you want to revisit stuff, so this is different versions. Some this multiverse type of storytelling of things that have happened, and they announced the voice actor cast list, and is essentially half of the MCU. Oh wow! You know, the the big noticeable absences are Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Everyone mm-hmm. else is pretty really? much in here. You know, we get Michael B. Jordan making an appearance. Oh, nice. Yes, he's wow. back in there. We've got you know a lot of the crew like Dominic Cooper, Toby Jones, Stanley Tucci. These are guys from the uh, even Neil McDonough. These are all guys from the Captain America: The First Avenger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So going back to that timeline, Mark Ruffalo, so the Hulk's making an appearance here. Samuel L. Jackson, Chris Hemsworth. Just Chadwick Boseman, Renner, everyone, Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, they've got literally everyone. So it looks like they're going to be doing, you know, Avengers uh, featured stuff as well as they got a lot of Guardians cast in here. Jeff Goldblum. Like, it's it's crazy what they're doing here, but it's kind of a cool concept. Again, not something that's going to be super impactful for the greater MCU, but again, a nice, you know, let's relax and watch something. We don't have to binge through this to understand and want to kind of break this down. This is kind of a nice summer 2021 Disney Plus release. I'm into this. What do you, what do you think about What If, Troy? Yeah, it's cool, man. Taking it back to those old comics, you know, like, what if Flash became Spider-Man? All that kind of cool stuff. So uh, I'm on board to check this out. It's going to be an easy kind of watch for me. Um, the quality sounds there, at least on the voice acting side. So that's fantastic. Um, my only thing is I hope, you know, Disney, this is Disney, right? So I, I hope yeah. they come correct with the animation because, they have to. you know, we haven't had like, you know, I, my kid and I, we watched the, uh, you know, the Family Channel stuff or Disney Channel, whatever, for some mm-hmm. of the Marvel stuff. And it's so low. It's, it's not very good at all. They don't even bother putting shading or even shadows <laughs> in the background of these characters so i hope that we get some high quality you know like you look at star wars what they're doing with was it the galaxy stories or the little yeah. oh man like that's fantastic yeah it's a different art style but i absolutely love what they do over there if we could get even half of that i'd be happy but i mean if they're bringing in top gun you know actors i mean the actual mcu actors that do this i'm sure they're going to back it up on that animation front the visual front so yeah it'll be fun cool yeah 
Definitely. Now, Sanjay, you're you're a big watcher of all the DC animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Does this cast list and this concept intrigue you enough to jump into What If from Marvel Studios? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, this is something I like to see more from Disney. You know, Disney has such a huge animation history. They're always at the forefront of animated cartoons and movies. And they have, like, the entire library of Marvel Comics now, seemingly. Um, you know, they started off strong with Big Hero 6. Really liked that film. I thought, okay, let's, like, try to do this maybe, like, once a year or something. Like, one Marvel movie that, or character that they animate. And then they kind of just dried up. So, you know, hopefully this is a big hit. And then Marvel and Disney revisit that. And then we get once a year, you know, just, like, random characters. You can just throw in, like, an animated movie that maybe lesser known, like the Big Hero 6 and... Let's see where they go. Yeah. Really interesting here stuff. And it looks like the concept they're going with this is that they got Jeffrey Wright into narrate as the watcher. So it's oh. going to be the watcher telling probably different timeline stories or what happens if this, you know, so it's bringing in that whole concept of the watcher. Hopefully mm-hmm. we get a Stan Lee reference yeah. in there. Cause yeah, we know, cool. you know, we know all about that. Um, so very exciting stuff there. Now the last two properties we're going to talk about here in any sort of great depth and detail the, the first one here is Hawkeye coming fall 21, 2021 to the Disney Plus. So we have Jeremy Renner reprising the role of Clinton Barton Hawkeye, and he's shepherding in a new character to be a better version of himself. Now, he did not say who that character was, but Feige piped up right at the end and said, Kate Bishop will be in this film or in this Disney Plus series. Wow. And it looks like from the title card and from what they're referencing here, it's going to pull a lot from the Matt Fraction Hawkeye run. This is very well-celebrated run from, I believe it was in 2012, 13, or 14. They had this run going on. Yeah, Yeah, the Marvel Now stuff. So this is huge. I love Renner coming back. They're talking about them showing a bit more of his role as Ronin on top of this whole new Kate Bishop thing. So again, passing the mantle sort of vibe we're getting here. I'm excited about Hawkeye getting a bit more screen time. We haven't had a ton of time spent with him. Avengers, he's a bit sidelined. We didn't get a whole bunch from him in the kind of the infinity war a little bit in endgame we got some backstory in age of ultron so looking to expand some of that on this character i'm excited about this troy how do you feel yeah. about you know our our arrowed man our superhero <laughs> that's not without superpowers <laughs> yeah i'm excited you know you go back to avengers one and there's a shot for shot sequence right out of this book where hawkeye is you know in the in new york city and he's shooting the arrow as he's falling it's it's right out of this book so They've been paying homage, I guess you could already say. It's going to be a big difference in take of not only necessarily Hawkeye, but even where he's at in his life. When you go back to that book, he, he's, there's no family. It's just him and the dog and, um, and and Bishop, Kate Bishop. Whereas here, obviously, he has a family of, what, like three kids, yeah. I think. So it's going to be completely different how they're going to pull it off. And um, I'm, I'm interested, though. It's going to be cool, you know, because when you go into Endgame, one of the biggest sequences, at least at the first, was this drew us in, was him just teaching his daughter how to use that arrow. Oh. And right off the bat, I'm thinking of this book. Heart-wrenching. So, yeah, you know, so it's going to be really cool to see his take. It's He's not going to be as loving with Kate Bishop as he is, obviously, with his kids. But um, it's going to be cool, man. I, I, I can't wait to see the direction they're going. That's the cool thing with the MCU is they don't give you directly, you know, page by page of... Um, the comic books, they give you something completely different that pays nods and homage to the original source materials. So, yeah, I, it has my interest. And I think we've all been asking for this. Anybody that really likes Hawkeye, this is like the, the basics book that you can read for the character. Yeah. And everybody wanted to adapt it. So, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. You in, Sanjay? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jeremy Renner is such a terrific actor. Um, my question is, so does he get like a free pass 
for his endgame shenanigans like at the beginning or like how does that happen yeah you know, like i don't want you know like Both it's like he's killed yeah like is he just gonna are they gonna deal with it i you know i think they should i think they have to really if you think about it like if, if he just gets a free pass he's no different than the punisher so nope. i think they need to bring in a little bit you know government come in and maybe that's why he's teaching kate bishop because they're like okay you did save the world so we'll give you six months to get your affairs in order before you're on house arrest or something. <laughs> well, then Winter Soldier, like he seems to have gone away with yeah. terrorizing the world for quite some time. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, they've given some of these guys a pass. You saved the world. You brought yeah. us back. You're probably yeah. okay. But at least yeah. Winter Soldier was brainwashed, right? Like he wasn't controlling his own body, which I mean would be like a fantastic kind of one-off comic book where it's like a courtroom, and then they're like, "Should we arrest Winter Soldier?" You know, he did all these crimes, but he wasn't in control of his body, but he still did them. Like something like that would have been like, a, that would be like a cool, like one off comic or half an hour TV show. Yeah, just to like explore to that. that. Yeah. We may see some of it, the ramifications for what he did as Ronan. Yeah. 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 He just calls Matt Murdock. Matt yeah. Murdock comes in and he just solves everything and that's it. <laughs> boom, boom. Wild. Yeah. Awesome. Now the the last big film and the film that they kind of propped up, you know, we have got Black Widow here kicking this off, and Thor: Love and Thunder, Thor four, mm-hmm. November fifth, twenty twenty one, fitting back into that November release time frame that we saw Ragnarok in, bringing back director Taika Waititi, this fantastically weird dude, to direct what is inevitably going to be another weird installment, but fantastic installment of the Thor franchise. He specifically stated they're pulling from Jason Aaron's run on Mighty Thor. We've got Hemsworth here. We've got Tessa Thompson returning as, as she stated, as the king looking for a queen. So this created a lot of buzz around her being the first LGBTQ plus person within the MCU. So really cool to see that. And we've got Natalie Portman returning to reprise the role of Jane Foster from a forgotten footnote to now having quite the epic piece of <laughs> Thor 4 becoming <laughs> Thor in this inevitably. Taika Waititi on stage, handed her their hammer, said she is going to be, he called her Lady Thor, the first female Thor. So that is what we're going to see in this film in some capacity. Troy, you've expressed some of your concerns with all of this, mm-hmm. but are you digging this film right now from the get-go off the back end of Ragnarok, what Taika Waititi did there? A lot of returning mm-hmm. casts. I- I'm loving this. You feeling the same way? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I showed a little bit of concern, but it's only because I love this property so much. Yeah. Like, it's still my number two most anticipated film. And, um, yeah, no, this, oh, this is going to be so good. You know, Jason Aaron's writing all the way back from God of Thunder, even going now. I won't spoil what happened at the end oh. of War of the Realms, but come on. Like, this guy's killing it. They have to consult with this uh, this writer, I would assume. 100%. Much like what they did with Bendis on uh, Into the Spider-Verse. It, it only makes sense to do that. So um, my only real big yeah, concern, like I mentioned, is just the whole transition of a, a non-well-received character taking on the mantle of a of Thor, especially. So um, it can be done. And like I said, it's Taika Waititi's the man on the job to, to, to do it. So it'll be cool. I just... Um, yeah, I want to see this unfold. I, I love this vibe that we're going with our Ragnarok, the the metal rock and roll kind yes. of look, you know, <laughs> with the the title card. It's eighties. It's it's cool. Um, I guess um, yeah, I guess we'll see where this takes place with the Guardians because obviously, I don't know where they're gonna go back with the Guardians things no. because we see them last with the Guardians, but obviously they're gonna do something about that. Skip it. I don't know. It, but um, yeah, some of that feels like to me that they panicked a bit 
yeah. with the Guardians and said, okay, we don't know what's happening now without James Gunn. So yeah. let's put Thor there and just see what happens. It's probably something really weird and be like, oh, I'm just going to take off here. I've got other things to do. You guys, so there'll be a cameo, but you guys just go do your thing. I'll come back and meet you later, and we can become exactly. the Asgardians of the Galaxy again. And he just pisses <laughs> off. Like, it could be something as simple as, simple as that. they just ignore yeah. it all and just say yeah. a couple quick drop lines. Or, or we remember what we saw at the start of Ragnarok when they sent Thor off to, to find the Infinity Stones at the age of, end of Age of Ultron. Yeah. And he the start like the opening monologue in Thor was like, eh, I kind of wandered around for Infinity Stones. I didn't find anything. Yeah. And that was the last <laughs> we heard of it, right? They set exactly. him up for something completely different in Age of Ultron. And they just went, nope, we're going to do this. So we just put that aside. It's going to be, yeah. oh, I ran around the galaxy with some guardians for a little bit, but yeah. I don't know. I was captain and all this, and now I'm not. So I'm here <laughs> now. I'm not worthy anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, something simple as that. Do you think we'll see finally, I think we will, but finally Beta Ray Bill make his Ooh. appearance, his first MCU proper appearance? I think so. I think, I think so. this is the time to do it. If if yeah. anyone's going to bring it to life, it's going to be Taika Waititi. Yeah. And this the way that he set this universe up, it can tolerate someone like Beta Ray Bill Heck yeah. in this universe, mm-hmm. in Heck this yeah. Thor-centric universe. Especially because we've got the Marvel Legend coming out now. We yeah, see we do. We statue i believe in ragnarok uh milnor is the other thing though too because where are they creating a new one because that went back with cap yeah and who knows destroyed from hella so that will be interesting to see how they uh how they solve that but i just i, I you know what taiko t does such a great job of handling ensemble and actually most of these directors do in this franchise but it'll be really cool just to see another take of nally portman because she's going to be a lot different than what we've seen before going not even just her being thor but just the Jane Foster character in general, I think is going to be a complete 360. Yeah. Agreed. So, agreed. Yeah. Sanjay, how, how are you feeling yeah, about this cast? Taika with TD uh, returning this title. You know, the cast, I think the cast looks great. Um, my concern is, well, twofold. Uh, one, Taika Waititi was supposed to be making the live action Akira film, but now that's like put on permanent hold. And you know, like that's one of like the few animes I've actually watched. So I would have loved to see that. Um, but Thor Ragnarok actually was like just okay for me. I'm like the only one in the universe that just was like, yeah, you know, I just just wasn't for me. It was just too silly, you know, and uh, and I guess like going into this one, I'll like I'll know that's what it is. So I'll probably like be able to like, okay, prepare myself. But it just felt so spoofy to me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, it's like I, I went in. I went in to go see James Bond and I saw Austin Powers. Like, that's what I felt like watching. That's, Ragnarok. Date, that's set up. You know what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Look at that Shazam. Um, but, like, the, the cast and everything. Yeah, like, Tessa Thompson returning as Valkyrie. Um, that's awesome. That's cool. Um, Jane Foster as Thor. Yeah, man. Bring it on. Like, you guys rave about the run. I don't read Thor comics, but I've heard nothing but good things about that run. Um, Darcy, is she coming back? Is she gonna be like? Nope. Is she gonna be like new Loki now or something? Like you know, you gotta have that. You gotta Taika have that. is gonna just place her on the back burner and just never no, talk about and her. And she's coming back. She's coming back. Bring down the Darcy and her assistant and that like guy that always runs around naked in the Avengers. I don't think so. Yeah, they're gonna bring them all back. Yeah, we'll see. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, man. So exciting stuff there with Thor. Again, it's one of the pillars of Phase 4. I'm excited that we're still getting a, an old-school Avengers here, uh, yeah. along with Black Widow and Hawkeye taking kind of a prominent role in mm-hmm. Phase 4 of the MCU. But let's let's talk about as we wrap this thing up. I know this is a bit of a behemoth of an episode, but we had a ton to get through. Your 10 properties plus this end credit stinger. 
on a yeah. phase four panel oh. and Feige, mm. he couldn't stop talking. You know, he said mm. that we didn't talk about, because we don't have time here, presumably what's coming out in 2023, Black Panther 2, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Captain Marvel 2, and he teased us with Fantastic Four in ah. the MCU and mutants in the MCU. Mm. So Ooh. they are coming. They're at top of mind. They're part of the plan, guys. Ha! Huh. Fantastic Four, I mm. think to, to still to this day, they have not decided what that building in into this or in the spider-man franchises yeah, it could coming. be the baxter building could be oscar <laughs> building but they have not got there yet that's why they did not pan up but you guys have to be pumped you know we talked about these uh, most of these films last week but the fact that we've got kevin feige on record saying fantastic four and mutants in the mcu mm-hmm. just brings just pure delight to me you guys feeling the same way Oh yeah, man, a hundred percent. And like, I've, you know, it's gonna be interesting too because you know we've talked about this with the comics. They take some of that DNA and they add that flavor into these movies. And two guys to give us some of the best runs ever. Well, I'm I'm thinking most likely it's gonna be is Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four and most likely his X Men run. Yeah. And I feel like they're gonna piggyback off off both of those off both mm-hmm. those books. And there'll be time passed, obviously, for the X Men Power of X. So, whew, I'm excited, man. I gotta see you know Jim from the Office play Mr. Fantastic <laughs> and uh, you know Emily Blunt to take that role and Human Torch I mean Zach Efron man he could kill it give it to him <laughs> um, the thing shoot anybody anybody could be the thing I think honestly but uh, I'm pumped man they're in good hands now like Allstate good hands <laughs> <laughs> Sanjay what are you saying about these oh yeah man I mean we touched on it briefly but Blade you know oh. Blade that's what I'm most excited for in yeah. Phase 5 uh Blade, you know, I love the horror stuff. Um, Guillermo del Toro, someone said, like, bring him back. But someone also mentioned Jordan Peele. Yeah. If you got mm. Jordan Peele to direct a Blade film, that would be unreal. So I'm, uh, I'm I'm there for all of it. Fantastic Four. Unfortunately, Jim from The Office is going to play Hal Jordan, Troy. So uh, <laughs> you're going to have to get a new <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited. Mutants, I'm curious to see how they bring them in and if they retcon some stuff. I mean, we know Wanda, her father's Magneto. Quicksilver, his father's Magneto. So are they going to retcon that? Are they going to change it? I'm excited, man. I, I just... X-Men, I think, have, like, so much potential. Like, they, they held their own universe together for 17 years. And up until this year, you know, they were, like, a contender for, like, one or two for, like, best films of the year. Um, so for them to just, like, bring in all that all that backstory and for them to, like, bring in everything in, that's going to, like, keep the MCU going for the next 20 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it certainly yeah. is. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting because I guess that's kind of what they might pull off with the internals because the internals go so far back. They were kind of I think, experiments from the Celestials and they've done different experiments on different humans. So you had the yeah. Eternals, you had the, I can't remember. No, you had the Eternals. Then you had other humans that when mixed with other accidents like the Hulk or Spider-Man, they would become who they are, who they are instead of just dying from radiation poisoning. And yeah. you also get like the mutants out there. So they could go all the way back to the Eternals to kind of flesh that out. But then again, the answer still remains is where were these mutants the whole time? Exactly. Right. So, right. They're yeah. working in. I think that even with the Eternals too, I think my my running theory for them is that the the blip or the snap, whatever you want to call it, yeah. kind of reawoken them. Oh, like they had kind of okay. gone into like okay. into some sort of dormancy. 
where yeah. okay humans are doing okay the, this the whole idea of the deviance thing this is kind of the their opposites that were created by celestials to kind of oppose them mm-hmm. um they were all gone or something like that and so they went dormant and then what you're going to see is these individual characters re-getting the memories of these 35,000 year old individuals interesting and yeah, then that's being cool. like okay the snap that's what they have to use the snap for and i think the mutants yeah. could be kind of a cause effect of that Right is that that something awakens in individuals, and then you can pull from in humans a little bit where the whole like Terrigen mist thing is that yeah. there's a catalyst for them becoming something, right? And <laughs> then you see the rise of the mutant population. So I, I they could do something like that, crazy like that, mm-hmm. but they have to leverage that piece, and I think they're going to uh, for some of these films to to actually explain why they are not present because they have to mm-hmm. do that. So yeah. And last thing, and you've already talked about this, Troy, how amazing this is. And Sanjay, you touched on this too. It's Michelle <laughs> Ali, Blade. I, I That came out of nowhere for me. I had zero expectation that we're going to see anything like that. He comes yeah. out of nowhere, pops that hat on. We've got Blade coming. I had no expectation, no anticipation for a film like this. Now I'm pumped for it. <laughs> they got this caliber of actor, two-time Oscar winner, mm-hmm. playing this role, bringing this to life, MCU flavor, updating it rebranding it giving us something new different vampires whatever in the mcu i'm stoked let's go with it guys why 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 not let's do it yeah 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 so exciting so oh man this this was a a hell of a discussion guys it was a hell of a panel to watch what a wild wild weekend to have in nerd especially from the mcu here guys we've got a lot of content to consume over the next couple of years this podcast is gonna be running literally forever (laughs) i'm excited that we're gonna get back at the mics here in a couple weeks to talk more about this in a couple years to talk even more about this we've got it's 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 the the world is our oyster sanjay you've referred to this as the golden age of comic book movies and we're seeing more and more of that the extension of all of this and not only in here in 2020 2021 we're getting the amped up version of the dc extended universe where we're seeing batman come back into the fold a whole bunch of characters aquaman who inevitably wonder woman everything guys it's firing in all cylinders but i can tell you what's not and it's us everyone looks tired (laughs) beat down it's i'm on vacation these guys got to work tomorrow so we got to wrap this thing up so, with all that being said, guys, if you'd like to be a part of this show, you can always email us at thenerdroom at gmail.com. You can find everything that we do on thenerdroom.net as well as storeswithcommonwealth.com where you can find everything else from the Star Wars Commonwealth with the covering in a lot of detail, everything that was run through at San Diego Comic-Con 2019. You can hit us up on Twitter. We're always hanging out there. Our handles at the end of the episode. Or you can find us on Instagram at thenerdroom. We're always updating with Hunt, Steelbooks, Customs. Everything's on there. We're having a ton of fun with that social platform now and like we always do we like to give a shout out to our man rob wade for endorsing this podcast over the morsley14.com you can find us and everyone else he endorses over there including everything that he does again over at emotionally14.com all right guys coming at you next week is going to be our ask us anything we are going to take a week break from our normally scheduled programming you're going to hear that unless something crazy happens like a rise of skywalker trailer or aquaman 2 wonder woman 2 whatever (laughs) we are going to come back if something like that happens we're not anticipating anything but we will get there but in the interim that's what you're going to hear next week and then we will be back the following week again with your regular nerd room episode episode 180 so until then for a couple weeks guys enjoy the hunt stay nerd we are the nerd it's going to be a ton of fun getting back on the mics here guys in a couple weeks but we will see you we'll talk to you soon and for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy and i'm sanjay and thank you very much for entering the nerd this has been a nerd room podcast production you can find our hosts tim troy and sanjay on twitter at 
The Nerd RM, Troy the Boy 87, and Sun Jabby. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net, and don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Saber's Radio Podcast, Retro Inc., and the Sandcrawler Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.